Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This is a weird thing. I think we should start doing Sunday shows. <laughs> I mean, all these Monday shows are just, you know, I think people really, you know. No. It's every- a good thing. Oh, I'm a fan of the Monday. Yeah, everybody. Everybody loves the Monday No, no, show. no. It's all about Sunday. Uh, I know Nate has a hard time with it, too. Yeah, At least yeah. Nate has a legitimate reason for having a hard time with it. <laughs> My stupid job, the one yeah. that pays cash, apparently. A little, little yeah, difficult well, to get Go here. there from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Beaver has trouble with Mondays, too, yeah, I think. She, she has trouble with every day. Right. Wow. These job things, uh, I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yeah. Just hanging on the radio You're just going to have to give us a raise so we don't have to have those jobs. You know? Tasty, I'm huh? doubling your money right now. Go! <laughs> Two times zero. All We're right, set. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. My 401k is really going up now. <laughs> yeah. Am I your retirement fund? Because you're fucked. I am so fucked. <laughs> I'm your free beer retirement yeah. fund, I think. Really? Is that you get right? to okay. drink. All right, okay. Good. I didn't see that was in my contract, but I'm glad to hear that. Y'all yeah. heard it, right? I'll make sure. Free beer for life? Got it. Marked it down. I mean, uh, let's, well, let's be honest. I'm already getting it. We're only talking about a couple years anyway here. That's so true. It's going to be a short contract. <laughs> it's not like I'm getting myself into no. a, you know, a real big... It's a short-term commitment. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Tasty? I'm doing good. Yeah. You, you look- it's beer fest season, you know, so it's uh, yeah. like the liver Olympics. You know, you have to like uh, do you know feats of strength. Your liver has to do like... Cartwheels and uh, where yeah. did you go this weekend? Did you go to a fest? Where did I go? I went to a, a private party last night. You know, Jim oh. and Barbara Smith had a party. That was yes. a good time. They had a little party file though. They had like sixty people and uh, fifteen gallons of beer. Ooh. That was gone in an hour, probably. Yeah, that, That's why they invited you. Well, you know, 
I had a, I had a keg of beer that was going to take, and then I did some math. Like, wait a minute, I got Stumptown next weekend, which is going to take a couple of kegs of home brew. Then I got mm. the going to be out of town for a while, so I can't make more beer. So I got the Northern California Home Brewers Festival coming up, and I got half beer for that. So my inventory was already allocated, so I didn't bring any beer to this event. He's the right. only home brewer with a production brewer schedule and a clipboard and a whiteboard and, and all the stuff. Right? Yeah. The beer just doesn't magically appear <laughs> doesn't. on the weekend you need to have it. You have to actually, and you guys are all know this, of course. <laughs> You have to actually make a schedule, and you have to keep right. to it, because if you don't make the beer on, the course, it's always the last possible day, you're not going to have the beer when you need it. Right. Yep. You're not getting any sound, huh? Did you change the input on the, uh, the, on audio the computer was just, itself? The audio was just all funky, so I'm, I'm rebooting it. Mm-hmm. A couple weekends ago, we did the uh, Bistro <laughs> IPA Festival. Back to detail. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that last time. Yeah, I forgot did, to yeah. I forgot to mention that. But there's another thing I forgot to mention before we do the Bistro IPA Festival. Uh-oh. I think I mentioned it. Uh, that. Can beer in a box get a beer? Um, that, that's what you got your husband box. for, I thought. He's hey, watching my kids. Hey, yeah. Sam, Sam bring, a, bring a beer up here for the beef, will you? Yes, please. I don't care. Anything. It's my beaver in a box. Codes got it covered. You know, I think I mentioned this uh, last week when Nate wasn't here. You weren't here last week, right, Nate? Uh, two weeks ago, I was missing. Two weeks ago. On Monday, I was here, yeah. Have I talked about NHC with you since NHC? No. Well, no, we did the NHC recap, but I think you have something good for me I haven't heard. I get did that I even? But did I mention you even during our NHC recap? Because I don't think I did. No. Here's no. what I realized. <laughs> you know, for three years, I've been giving Nate oh. shit about getting <laughs> shut out at the National Homebrews Conference. Right. I've been nothing but calling you a, a, a shitty brewer oh, and, yeah. uh, and that yeah. you're a jinx and yep. that it doesn't matter how many beers you get in, you're still not going to get a medal. Still Zero. Goose I mean, egg. nothing but but give you shit about it. <laughs> well, Nate comes home with a medal this year, and I don't say a word. We just gloss <laughs> no, over it, and I don't, yeah. even, and I don't even bring uh, it up on the air. Yeah. Well, we had interesting content to get to, and not necessarily that one. So. <laughs> but I really did feel like a douche because uh, no I I thought I didn't do it intentionally. It's just so much more fun for me to make fun of people than it is to praise them. And you know, once I uh, I realized. Oh man, I think Nate got a medal and I didn't say a word <laughs> about it. Well, you're fucking with him when you're talking doing why he's not winning. Right. And you're not fucking with him when you say, well, you won one. Great. So yeah. there is a big, it's yeah. not really the same, like, right. yin and yang, you know. No, but no, I no. Did. You told me that the day of at the awards, you told me that the, the curse was over and all that stuff. It was cool. Right. So. And now, <laughs> I knew that. We didn't have to talk about it here. <laughs> okay, you know? well, yeah. good. I just felt like I was, I was going, Man, if any of the listeners just realize what I listen, what I just realized, they think I'm an even bigger douche than they thought I was the week before. <laughs> so, congratulations Thank over you, the air. What did you get? Uh, gold? Uh, bronze. A bronze. Uh, Belgian. Uh, oh, well, that does Belgian count. and French ale category. Yeah, I second place loser. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, there were only three beers in the category, so I had to get something at least, right? You know, <laughs> no, there were several hundred beers in the category. No, I'm joking. Yeah, that's why right. third and first there's only not that much difference. Yeah, French ale. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, uh, experimental beer too. The first time I'd ever worked with Brett uh, it was a Belgian dark strong ale spiked with the White Labs uh, sour mix. <laughs> it's about three years old. Put oak on it, and I really liked it when it was even younger. But it was cool to see that it. Yeah, I do too. And that was the the cool thing about that beer though is that the last two bottles went to the final round. Uh, so I didn't yeah. even get to drink anymore after. So. I think I, I remember being real happy for you there. I think we made out on your way I think up to we the did. stage. Yeah, I was kind of blurry. All that rogue beer, I don't really remember. I'm pretty sure I put my tongue in your mouth. Yeah, on your way to the stage, I was like, oh, I'm real happy for hot. you, Nate. That was better than the metal. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And so yeah, we did gloss over the IPA festival last week, though. How was the Bistro IPA Fest? 
Uh, it was great. Uh, 63 IPAs. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. All over the region. 55 were judged. And yeah. some yeah, of them yeah, were... Yeah, Nate was a judge. That's right. Yeah, some of them were, I think, moved out because the brewer said, I don't want to compete this beer, or didn't technically fit, or something like that. How did you like it, JP? Yeah. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. I yeah. saw him there chugging IPAs one glass <laughs> after another. Give me some more. I love this Kept stuff. Begging, what is this? He was begging for tickets and stuff. I, yeah. Man, he must have really been hooked on that. He's like, what is this? <laughs> I've never uh, heard this before. Didn't Drake's, or was it Drake's or Triple Rock, won People's Choice again? Drake's uh, or Omicoma won People's Choice for the second year in a row. Nice. And Triple Rock was the third place beer. Okay. Greenhorn IPA. Yeah, Jeff's. Uh, experimental IPA, which is really cool. Beautiful. Yeah. But first place was not even a beer from the West Coast. It was uh, uh, Fatheads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is oh, pretty nice. cool. Yeah, the second time, I believe, they've pulled first place at the IPA Fest. With the big so. sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, I went to their place in yeah. um, Cincinnati. In Ohio, yeah. Yeah. That's and, how I remember uh, them, Cleveland. is your description of their giant sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Enormous. I don't know if that's good or bad. Really stupidly enormous sandwiches. <laughs> Gain five pounds kind of sandwich. You can't even finish. I don't know what's wrong with Americans who can finish plates of food like that. What has happened to us? That sounds like the Midwest, though. You always get it's, way too much It was food. Yeah. three meals worth of a sandwich. <laughs> and that was just the sandwich. What about the 50 pounds of wings? Yeah. That came wings, out before the sandwich. And the fries, they'll go with it. I mean, I'm telling you, it's stupid how much we eat in this country. It is. It's kind of obscene. But what are you going to do? It's the way it is. It's, the, it's human nature, man. But their beer was real good. Yeah, and, uh, humans overeat. Uh, Matt was at the we festival do. this time. He, he came from Cleveland. Huge hopper on that. Brought the beer. Right? Yeah, I remember them for their loggers when I was there. So it's nice to see they got a rockin' IPA too. I like it. Sculpin was second place from Ballast Point. Oh that was yeah, a really good beer too. That is always a good beer. Yeah. I like Ballast Point beers. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to get those as much as possible, especially fresh down there at the brewery in San Diego. Good dudes down there. And Yusef, did you guys see Yusef up here? Did no, he wasn't up? There. I didn't see no. him. Yeah, no Yusef. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we've got an in-studio guest, which Finally. is always uh, fr- fun for us. We've got Greg Kitchen, who's the uh, co-founder and co-owner of Triple Voodoo Brewing Company. Welcome to the studio, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me out today. Glad you could be here. And is it your, your wife or your girlfriend that you brought with you? Uh, this is my girlfriend, Renee. Your girlfriend, Renee. So Renee's super hot, yeah. and he brought his super hot girlfriend to the studio, which is always a bonus also. I told him it was a requirement. Yeah. Since we moved to the new studio, it's... I, I mean, you read the sign, the rule's right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also important, Greg, because sometimes we'll talk to brewers on the phone, and they'll be like, oh, I have a hot girlfriend. And we're like, yeah, yeah whatever, really. fat load. <laughs> and so we don't believe you. And so it's, uh, I think this was well played on your part, because you could have told us, and we would have said, sure, Greg, well, whatever. It must be the beer. Exactly. (laughs) So we got Triple Voodoo Brewing in here, and we're excited about that. We're going to talk all about them. They're a new uh, brewing company. In fact, I I think you might be the newest in San Francisco. Is that right? Uh, One of the newest. I mean, we've been around for since about 2010. Okay. We've only been legal to sell since February 2011. So there's probably a couple of others that are a little newer than us. Okay. we're, We're pretty young. What is there? There's like Pacific Brewing Lab. I think they're pretty mm-hmm. new. Yep. Pack Brew Labs, yeah. Yeah, they used to do um, a lot of the kind of the nano brew scene, the underground scene. So they've been around for a while. They just launched this year, actually. Okay. So cool. They got some cool stuff. All right. So we're going to find out all about Triple Voodoo today. Did you bring us beer to try? Of course. Good I man. Some really cool stuff, actually. All right. Hopefully. So, some rare stuff, too. I guess stuff that he just pulled. No oh. one's had before. No wow. one's had it before. Yeah. Except for me. Great. I love it. Uh, 
All right, so if you've got questions, 888-401-BEER. Bevo's in the booth taking your phone calls, and you can hit the chat now button on the homepage. Just press chat, and she's in there. You can send your questions over that way, too. And I think you're going to find it's a pretty interesting story with Triple Voodoo. And uh, the beer's good, too, if I recall. So we'll talk all about that today. A couple of announcements. We've got our Hop Grenade IPA kit. The first ever yes. official BN recipe kit is available in our store. Hold one up. And, uh, uh, yeah, grab that beer. It's a fantastic uh, kit that Nathan and Tasty worked uh, the most on, and then Nate really dialed it in for us. And he's one of our hop kings here, so if you want a good IPA, he's the guy you want to design it anyway. That's right. Grab the Hop Grenade IPA in the store right now. Uh, the price is as is. It comes delivered to your door like that. It's a five-gallon extract um, kit, and we used a lot of liquid extract because we like that. Yep. Um, is Did we use Pilsner extract? Yeah, we it? used a little mm-hmm. bit of Pilsner extracts, mostly American two-row. Okay. But, uh, yeah, should be a really easy beer for yep. new brewers to approach and crank out a real nice beer for folks. And a ton of good hops. The manufacturer oh, told yeah. me that we stumped them a little bit on our <laughs> hop bill, and they had to really go hunting for those. Yeah, we put Apollo in the beer, which is one of the new hop varieties. There's a couple of different new hop varieties in the beer, so people can get a chance to experiment with those if they haven't tried it yet. I mean, it's really a beer that... All the years of research and that we've talked to folks and guests on the show and how we like to drink an IPA, it, it kind of right. you know, embodies that vision, I think. So people can have a BN-style IPA while they listen to the show. Yeah, right. Make gets, that kit. It gets you know? the attenuation that we, we like. Exactly. It attenuation should, and yeah. not huge bitterness, but right. you know, nice, nice presence of hops. Balance. Got it. So check it out, Hop Grenade IPA. It's in our store right now, along with new glassware. We've got those Hop Grenade goblets. We might have to get a few out to uh, pour the Triple Voodoo beer in today. Yeah, for sure. So new glassware and uh, other merchandise all in the store. I've got some new hats on the way, so just pay attention to it and shop there. It helps us. You can also shop on Amazon by clicking the link on our homepage. It's the big white and yellow Amazon link right in the middle of the page, and you click that and do all your normal shopping, but we get a little cut of that. And I'd like to thank a bunch of you for doing it already because uh, it's helping us out. And you can do the same with Micromatic. There's a Micromatic uh, banner there, and you can buy all your uh, kegging uh, supplies and faucet supplies and tap handles and things like that all through Micromatic, and we get a little cut of that. So shop in the BN store and support our sponsors. The iPhone and Android apps are up and free. You can just search BN Mobile in iTunes or the Android Marketplace. A lot of feedback from people recently that the app's not working, Yeah, but it's working fine for me. I don't understand. I think sometimes you know we've had uh, periodic downages in our internet, mm, yeah. and I think that's why. Okay. Where just the internet in the studio will kind of flux. And right. so when they're trying on, then they go, I can't do the thing. And then they email and, and I I they expect a response right away. I see. Okay. Because <laughs> I tested it today after getting a few of the emails and it's yeah. fine. But it was, we were down all day Friday. Right. Uh, I just got Comcast in here finally. I had to I had to go like all the way to the mayor to get friggin' Comcast into the I know the mayor. studio. Yeah, I yeah. made a great impression on yeah. him. He told me. Clearly. Yeah. Because <laughs> he put Comcast in. Yeah. He handed you a spool of coax and he said, go for right. it. Go, go nuts. Yeah. So, lay cable, lay this. Those things should be evening out over the next week or so while I get rid of the other internet and, and transition over to Comcast. So hopefully that's, all, that's the only problem. Uh, you can watch all this live right now on justin.tv slash brewing network. There's also old episodes of video that are archived on there. You can check it out. But if you want to see what's going on in the studio, justin.tv slash brewing network. Subscribe and join the BN Army. You're entered into the more beer donation giveaway each month. You get 100 bucks if your name is drawn. And for as little as $2 a month to support the BN, uh, gives you all this great content, plus enters you into that raffle. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Send your show ideas to Scott the Jew at scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. 
Okay. Twitter game today, Jippo? Twitter game today. Uh, today's game comes to you from inventions. If you were an inventor, what would you invent? I know a lot of us, uh, at least you know what I do, I'll walk around my house and go, I really think that there should be like some sort of like home, uh, you know, belt driven systems to just move me my like a people mover down my hallway <laughs> such a lazy like i want dish. that kind of shit in my house right, right. but uh, you know i don't think that's really been invented on such a small scale so i, I don't know. if I you were would, inventor what would you invent i would want to invent something better than the fleshlight <laughs> it's not very it's the uh, real doll it's not very a good idea like, it's just not well done yeah the execution it's a great idea yeah a it's, fantastic idea yeah. what's uh, wrong with it it's just rubber and uh i don't know it's no well, fun it's, it's silicone it doesn't have know. that lifelike warmth <laughs> Yeah, where's the warmth? You put it in the microwave for 25 <laughs> seconds. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> wow. It's not. Oh it's not. We, we didn't go to that forum. I didn't know they got chips here. <laughs> you can microwave. But is that not, why it says microwave safe on the sure. box? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh. Is it? I yeah. just told you about that. No, it's a thing. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I so I've read. <laughs> Jewish freak. Whoa. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's our Twitter game. What would you invent? If you're looking for something like the Fleshlight or more, you can go to adamandeve.com right now, and for a limited time only, uh, we'll give you three free adult DVDs with your order, plus 50% off one item, um, and a, a, some sort of magical toy that we're not even allowed to talk about, um, and free shipping on all of that. And your DVDs, you can choose from genres such as amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, bisexual, chunky, coets, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. So, oh my goodness. Uh, How uncomfortable is that to read with, a, with another female in here besides Bebo? Besides Bebo. Yeah. yeah, in my head I'm... Renee's very shy, so be careful. Yeah, Renee, I, I skipped over anal in the categories because that was the one I couldn't do. I was like, I'll do all the rest, but uh, I'm not... prude. <laughs> I bet you sound like Kate right now. Well, you've yeah. emphasized. Yeah, what do you think? She's great. uptight, man? <laughs> anyway, um, that was funny. use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y. That's how you get the three free adult DVDs, uh, free shipping, half off one thing, and an extra gift. So sensual, we can't talk about it on internet radio. <laughs> like the flashlight and <laughs> Yeah, believe it. It must be. It's more sensual than those two things combined. Then anal. Wow. What if you get much more sensual than that? What if you had anal on the fleshlight? You just turn it over. You just turn it around. <laughs> That's you just invented that. Fuck, I'm so good. Code, can you open that door back up for me, man? Code's in town. He was doing some work and uh, brought him in to do some work here. How nice is that for Code? He's on vacation. I mean, come in here and network all our computers together. One day. All right, I think we've got time to do feedback already. Oh, cripe. <clears throat> yeah. We got a lot of, um, we got some weird feedback, man. Some dude uh, wrote some drunken, rambling complaint. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I read through the the feedback a little bit this week, and I'm going to start calling it, like, wine session, whiny bitch back you should because it's it flows off the tongue really well ah just the the uh, you guys everyone's so uptight lately i don't know if it's in the air right now but so many uptight people it's like a hundred degrees here in my house and i hate you (laughs) that's what it sounds like you had had to know that though naming the segment feedback i mean nothing called feedback is good like you know your boss wants to give you feedback there's major feedback on your cell phone it's all bad no it's true but there's a particular tone of bitchiness in the in this in these feedbacks that we've been getting lately i really hate free information (laughs) yeah oh my god your show's too free every time i download it you don't charge me oh my god you got mail (laughs) kick ass 
You can get you paid for it sometimes. Just put those winders on. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Brewmasters Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com right now and use their recipe builder software. As you shop, you can build a recipe in there, and it'll throw the items in your cart, plus a whole lot of other things. They're cool people over there at Brewmasters Warehouse. Go support them. They support us. All right, let's see. Grodd writes in, um, I'm not, uh, this is about the Monday session. I'm not happy as I can't listen live and be in the chat on Mondays, which is his Tuesday because he's in Australia. Uh, I have every second Monday, your Sunday, off work, and I look forward to joining in. I'll still listen to the podcast and contribute my $10 per month because you have a great product and I like you douchebags. Love, Grodd. Based on his phone calls, I'm picturing him taking about 45 minutes or so to type that out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Was that paraphrased? Yeah. Four sentences. I, I like that he, uh, every time, you know, he's in Australia, of yeah. course, and whenever he posts a picture of the beer he's drinking, he always has a little Obama bobblehead doll. Yeah. Really? In the picture, and he tags Obama, Barack Obama. <laughs> he's his, having a beer with I him? I think it's funny. <laughs> He likes Barack. I don't know. Well, we yeah. haven't officially moved to Mondays. We're just doing about every other Monday right now. Mm-hmm. So we're still on Sundays, Grod. You know, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Well, you can't say that. We're on both. All right. Mantroll writes in. Uh, <laughs> just want to say... I'm going to read it as it's written. Yes. Uh, just want to say thank you for letting me wish a happy birthday to my nephew over the air. Uh, hopefully years from now, he will appreciate the shout-out as I'm teaching him to brew and listening to you ass clowns on the archives. I do have an idea for you guys. I missed out on your signed copies of uh, Jamil and Palmer's books. So have you thought about uh, an auction for an autographed copy of either Classic Styles or How to Brew by all the brewcasters? Only uh, only monthly monthly donors would be allowed to participate. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It seems like a lot of work for not much. Jamil was here a couple weeks ago and he went through and signed all of the yeast books oh. with just his uh, signature. Well, we might have to update the yeah. uh, the listing then to show that they're signed. They're signed by one half of the duo. Right. I'll work on getting more signed books in here. I don't yeah. know that an auction... Who's going to... What are we really going to... Who's going to pay for that? Yeah. I don't know. It's more effort. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have signed books in the in the store at some point. Maybe once a year. You know, don't make it a regular thing. All right. All right, Hop Hero writes in, Hey, Brewcasters. First off, I love the content. Brew Strong and the Jamil Show have taught me a lot. The session is awesome, too. I love the show with Moonlight Meadery, and uh, I've since tried some of their meats. Great stuff. Uh, I work food and beverage at a casino, and I'm trying to get our steakhouse to carry some meads on the wine list. Oh, that's awesome. a good idea. Yeah, that's great. I wonder, I wonder if their <laughs> casino is anything like the California Grand. <laughs> no, no, nothing can be... At yeah. that level, I guess by the by him saying that they have a steakhouse already precludes that it's not <laughs> that tells California you Grand. <laughs> Anyhow, don't let JP miss any more shows because then I have to hear Moscow's lame jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, J- JP's batting a, a thousand. I'm about a million. <laughs> Jesus, am I the only one that feels like he's the little brother who thinks he's funny and everyone just laughs at his jokes because they feel bad for him? <laughs> Damn. Anyway, love the show. Cheers from Hop Hero. Yeah. Oh, poor Moscow. Rip poor on Moscow, Moscow email. Yeah. All right, next. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, sent for my iPhone writes in. Uh, <laughs> good afternoon. When I first downloaded the BN app, the audio stream worked. Then a week ago it stopped, blah, blah, blah. I guess it doesn't work. He said he's reinstalled it and everything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It should be fine. I think it's yeah. just you probably were trying on a day that things weren't working. We, But now it's fine. Yeah. Comcast to the rescue. I just tested it today. So uh, that's from Mike. 
actually. All right, Kevin writes in. I just want to say that he signed off. I just want to uh, skip straight to his sign off. He signed off one love. <laughs> one love. Kevin. One love. One love, baby. Why are you writing to a bunch of dudes <laughs> in a beer show yeah. and signing off one love? One love. What's wrong with you? I have a feeling he's going to complain a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be, everything you do sucks. One, one love. love. Thanks, dude. Kevin. Yeah. All right. He says, hey, guys, I just wanted to drop my two cents about joining the AHA through the BN website. I've been homebrewing for three years now and pro-brewing for two. I finally manned up and joined the AHA and Brewers Association through the BN site and signed up for a three-year membership. If any readers are uh, hesitant to sign up, we have listeners, I think. Uh, I say go for it. You can quote me in saying this was one of the better things I've done to further my brewing knowledge. The main reason was eZymergy. Not only do they have the current issues available in full online, but they have uh, back issues uh, all the way back to 2008. So the site's real slick and easy to use. Um, the audio files that NHC talks are great, too. So lots of good stuff about the AHA, and you should sign up for the AHA through us also. Good organization. All right, thanks. Uh, one love, Kevin. <laughs> one love. What do you say to that? Keep a, keep on loving one, one uh, man. Keep on loving one. I don't know. Uh, hey, Justin, I finally got to catch my first live show yesterday, which was uh, Monday the 7th for him. There was a lot of good information tossed around uh, on the Cascales, but it was something JP said that got me to send you an email. He made an offhand comment that 95% of homebrew sucks. <laughs> And Is that I was, the first time you've heard this dude? You've never heard him say that before? Come right. on. And I was thinking that he might be right. <laughs> yeah, he says, if you think about it, most of us don't get it right on most of our attempts. We always uh, pursue better. And about 5% of the community makes really good beer and have got it dialed in. At that point, a good many of them try to start a brewery. Uh, many fail in the attempt. Um, blah, blah, blah. I don't know where he's getting all these statistics from. Yeah. Uh, the head. point being that most homebrew sucks. Uh, the guy that make really good homebrew eventually stop making homebrew because they go pro. So believe it or not, one of JP's smart-ass comments meant something. We may have to pay attention to him more often. God help us. Yeah. So JP's taking this very humbly. So he's... Uh, I'm a humble person, Nate. I know. Did That's he, why did I'm you saying sign, that. Do you sign that one love or not? No. <laughs> sign it, it two loves. Well, he okay. Just, <laughs> I think he's playing tennis. I'll take though. it with a grain of salt then. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, uh, where do you get his uh, data at? Huh? <laughs> yeah, Same place I get mine, Tim. <laughs> right from my, at, yeah, my yeah, coin yeah. purse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, like, I go to, like, homebrew events, like homebrew club meetings, and I drink a lot of homebrew. I go to, like, the National Homebrewers Conference and drink a lot of homebrew there. I, you know, I, and I've been doing it for a number of years. It used to be that I would say I would agree. Like when I was yeah. at the National Homebrewers Conference in Dallas in 2003 or some shit. Yeah, I would say 90 percent of it sucked. <laughs> but that's not the way it is anymore. Uh, no, I would say it's uh, yeah 20 percent that tops, maybe 10 percent. It's, it's uh, yeah, really I'm good. thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these are just numbers thrown out there, but I right. think five percent is pretty low nowadays. You know. Yeah. Um, that depends on where you are, but right. anyhow, he liked what you had to say, Jim. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's one about can you brew it, Tasty. You ready for this? Uh, Not my show. I'm just, I'm just right. an ancillary character there. Matt writes in, hey, fellas, I want to say thank you and farewell. I've really uh, learned a lot from Jamil, Tasty, and John Palmer over the years, but I have to stop listening to the shows since the vulgar jokes and constant sexual innuendo have nearly eclipsed the amount of time you spend actually talking about homebrewing. I would say that's another inflated statistic, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So we want to see the data. It, I mean, it all sounds like Scott making a point. 
I mean, sure, there's a handful of dick jokes on every Can You Brew It episode, but does it is it more than information? Yeah. Hardly. Well, that's the price you got to pay to get the info. We have to entertain ourselves, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes on to say that the Ladyface Porter episode put me over the edge. Andy would grow a pair and punch Jamil and Justin in the face next time they talk about your wife that way. <laughs> or at least stop associating with these guys. First of all, I wasn't even on the show. I, I haven't been on Kenny Brewett in months. Uh, that being said, yeah. uh, if I was, I would have said much worse things about Kim Wood. You could be sure of well, it. Well, she deserves it. And, and come, this is what I mean. What is wrong with this man's vagina? It's all in a bunch, and and clearly uh, Jamil and in this case JP right. are friends with Andy and Kim Wood, or right. would not feel comfortable right. making jokes about what a bitch she is. Right? You know, and I didn't. Way, I didn't make any jokes on Ladyface. By the way, if you've ever met Kim Wood, she's kind of bitchy. <laughs> yeah. Ever calls in and says they're going to stop listening because of all the sexual harassment I deal with. Yeah, nobody cares about poor Bevo. What were you saying? All I was staring at was your your chest butt. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, anyway, uh, if you can dial back the junior high joke content, let Sorry. me know and I'll get back on the BN trade or maybe mm. even become a BN Army member. I think we have to move to Australia and do a show from there to do that. Yeah, uh, that's from Matt. All right, uh, Matt. I think it's books well, for Matt from here on out. We'll see you later, man. <laughs> books, books, and forum. There's a forum. Sure, there's a forum. It's not juvenile at all, though. Don't worry about it. No. Okay. I like these. Like I've, you know, I've learned so much from Jamil and jo- no, like thank you. Yeah. I've learned so much from for them. free. Thank you for doing this for free. <laughs> what I really have to say is enough with the dick jokes. Uh, when are you going to talk more about things? All right, this one gets worse. And Renee, pardon my language during this email. Please. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. At uh, this guy. By the way, his name is Porter, I think. Hey, Porter. I think he wishes his name is Porter. This is his pen name. Porter Smith. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Porter was hammered when he wrote this email. Yeah. But here's what he says. Uh, It's a short limb. You say it's all right to say nigger if you don't call someone that. (laughs) Why is it okay then to call someone a ginger? Stop calling people that. You sound like a douche. I never thought I'd offend somebody by calling people ginger. ginger. Guarantee you this guy's a ginger. Moscow's a ginger. He doesn't care. Not a ginger. (laughs) (laughs) He does care, but he doesn't care. I'm sorry, with the red hair and pale skin, I just figured. Red hair? All right, this is where it gets... Your shirt is red. This is where it gets weird. (laughs) So is yours. Uh, There might be a photography student that would love to take pics during the shows and post them on the site for free. You might ask. You might find someone who wants the experience. (laughs) What? You might. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He's just telling you things that might happen. People seem to be standing in line to get a chance to get material on Ralph Garman's podcast, HBO. How uh, Could you also get more commercials? The show needs more breaks. But don't play music. Your taste in music sucks a sack of dicks. <laughs> you really should have someone looking for sponsors. I'm offended. Don't wait for them to call you, you lazy pothead. Maybe take a bath once in a while so they're not scared off. <laughs> You're a pothead, dude. <laughs> Your smell scares more than the that. phone. Yeah. I have not been a pothead <laughs> since at least 2003. Right. Well, and you can tell because you Two, don't have maybe. the pothead laugh. That's what it is. <laughs> right. 
Uh, what else? The studio is sitting empty more than it, it is full. I assume there's a lot of money tied it up is? in equipment. Let JP do lunch meet with someone that wants to do it. Well, that I agree with. Talking about JP, fuck that pussy. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Do the show on Monday. D&D are for pussies that can't get a real life or a real job. <laughs> one of the best shows... There's one guy. <laughs> one of the best parts of the show is when Bevo chimes in. Now she's in a soundproof booth. How does that help anybody? <laughs> Sound my wish was soundproof. Cheers from Porter. Cheers. From Porter Smith. <laughs> cheers. And then cheers. Right. Um, I have a telephone call right now that I think you'll want to take. Okay. Um, I believe he said his name was Mr. Wood. He wanted to defend his wife. Oh. Oh. We can do that. Okay. Let me first just uh, answer Porter here real quick. <laughs> Hang in there, Andy. Uh, you, you know... Do you really think I it blows my mind the amount of some assumptions that people make? Listen, idiot. <laughs> Putting Bevo in a soundproof booth is right. not so that she can't hear us and we can't hear her. <laughs> you retard. It's so she can screen phone calls without you having to hear her say, The Brewing Network, it's Bevo, which yeah. has nothing to do with what's going on in the show, you idiot. I mean, I'd like to put her in carbonite, but, you know, unfortunately, that's old technology. <laughs> right. We've actually, we're in the process of building her a lead room, and we'll put her behind the lead walls so that her microphone doesn't come through. Yeah, we, we just like having her here in a box. And we like hiding her from Superman. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm not going to answer all the other assumptions because it's yeah, just a bunch of assumptions. You pothead. Super G. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my f- I can't answer favorite. right now. I'm high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Andy, what's happening, man? Hello, friends. How are you all? <laughs> Hi, Andy. Apparently, you're supposed to punch I, me in the stomach. You're so mean to your wife, Andy. I am here to tell you that my wife says she is not a bitch. Oh. And I am defending her honor. <laughs> you defending I honor? Shot, I she... shot a rattlesnake in the garden with my shotgun today. I saw that. I saw wow. a, a video of Andy Wood shooting a shotgun at some inanimate object. And then I saw a photograph of a rattlesnake nearly cut in half. Damn. Oh, it was like a recreation. Were you yeah. drunk while you did it, Andy? I was so drunk. And right. I am so drunk now. Did you? I am what, was it Howard's or was in the shop or something? Why didn't you? I mean, why didn't you? Why did you go so big? <laughs> right. Well, first I hit it. I hit it with a flamethrower first, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Stunning. And then we staged a video where I shot it like really close range. But I'm not calling for that. A snuff. I want to just say yeah. to that last emailer, I agree, <laughs> and I am defending something that I can't remember why I'm defending it. it you're, and uh, you you're, will all hear what I say, because when I defend something, right. I I stop it from happening. You're defending <laughs> so your lady's therefore, face. Yeah. Therefore, I call in yeah. and make my point of uh, saying something that is to defend. Well, I think your point is well made. And uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Andy. I'm really glad we had this talk. Yeah. Is Kim there? JP, I can hear you. Yeah, hello, JP. How are you? Is Kim in with, an, is with an earshot? No, I'm around the corner. Oh, she's a bitch, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you guys kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> she's so crazy. I know. The other day, she was like, what's going on here? Why can't you cook this food? And I was like, hey, guess what? I'm sorry. I did cook that food. And she's like, well, not the way I like it. And I was like, oh, guess what? I'm going to clean the dishes and she's like well that's right you're gonna clean the dishes and i was like under my breath so she couldn't hear me like 10 hours later i was like bitch and then she's like well 
<laughs> right. If you're going to be like that, I'm not going to make something happen. Like, I'm not going to go to work. And I was like, well, you do whatever you have to do, but I'm just going to do my thing. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, we understand. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Well, thank uh, you. That is all, and I am defending, and goodbye. Your point is well made. Thank you, Andy. One love, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One love. Uh, let's see. Mm, do I have to read more of this? Uh, hey, BN Monkeys, I've been listening for a while and have heard and read all the complaints about Jamil's performance on Brew Strong. With the stress of opening a brewery, it's easy to see why Jamil sounds like he doesn't want to do the show. When is it, since when does Jamil just sound like he doesn't want <laughs> wow. to do the show? Uh, about 2008. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, he says, I think the remedy to this is letting Nate do some of the Brew Strong. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he sounds like he knows this Nate, stuff. Nate, and... Calm down, buddy. Uh, that, that's a promotion. I've been promoted. Woo! Yes. You know, I like that everyone has fantastic ideas. Uh, like, like we've never thought about putting Nate on more shows. Like Nate just is going. I'm just sitting around, uh, sitting on my hands, guys. Like so. I read this email and I go, "Holy shit, Nate does know what he's talking about." <laughs> I never realized that. God damn it! No, no, no. The point is to get me on enough shows so right. that. Then Once you start be- getting these emails, Nate really went downhill. He used <laughs> yeah. to have beer info. Now it all sounds like he's making it up. <laughs> now, <laughs> now they do 35-minute yeah. interviews right. and 15 dude, minutes of commercials. And dude's that's the show. talking about like Belgian beers or something. He doesn't know shit about that. Tell what Nate to hell? knock it off with the dick jokes. Yes. Right. Oh, beer in a bottle. How great. All right, one more. Here we'll, we'll end on a good note. Um, Justin, JP, Tasty, Doc, <laughs> Bevo, and the rest of the gang. I'm a relatively new listener, less than a year, uh, but I made good use of my two-hour commute each day by listening to a majority of the archives. Love the show. Um, but what a true belie- a believer you guys made in me uh, during what happened more recently when I was stuck working in Paris for eight days. By the way, nobody's stuck in Paris. When you're in Paris for no. eight days, no. you are... You're in Paris for eight days. <laughs> yeah. oh, I took that part Stuck. of the email out. He was in a hotel room 12 hours a he day. He was listening to no. us in yeah. Paris. Basically. I'm sorry, dude. <clears throat> he said, I kept asking all the locals that we were working with where I could get some good craft beer to take home with me, but nobody cal- no one could help. Everyone would go off on this diatribe about how France is all about wine. We are wine. That's all we do. Yeah. Smell <laughs> my armpit right now. Eat bread. <laughs> I had heard from one of my buddies back home that I might be able to score some Cantillon. Uh, since it's right next door in Belgium. Uh, sure enough, on my last day, I asked the right girl, and she said, craft, um, do you mean artisanal? <laughs> and because I was we like, are pompous. Yeah, sure. So she scribbled down the directions for me, and I jumped in a cab, which brought me to this awesome craft beer shop called La Cavaboule. Uh, the Cellar Bubbles is what it translates to. Uh, you all might remember that we had La Cavaboule on the show yeah. uh, right. a couple years ago during the French invasion. Mm-hmm. Um so I met this enthusiastic shop owner who was eager to just talk and talk and talk about beer. I bought every type of Cantillon out on his shelf, um, and then I had him pick out five of his favorites from France and the surrounding area, and I bought those as well. Uh, my entire suitcase was beer, so I had to ship my clothes home by other means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I asked him, uh, you wouldn't happen to be in the BN Army, would you? And sure enough, he was. His first words out of his mouth were, I met Justin, and he interviewed me briefly on one of the shows. So, anyhow, uh, he came back from Paris so excited that he signed up for the BN Army and is now a donor of the show. So, thank you for that. Sincerely, from Shipwrecked. That was a good email. Yeah, it was very nice. And I've been to that beer shop several times now. It is a great beer shop. And, um, actually, he got his name wrong in the, unless he has a new employee there. What did he say his name was? Uh, I don't think he did. No, he did. Um, Jean-Pierre. Yeah, exactly. He says his name is Mark, but his Uh, name is Simon. Or Simon. Simon. His name is Simon. Unless there's another, he might have a new employee by now. Back then, back then he had just opened up. So, but I know he's grown quite a bit. 
Mm. Um, by the way, our French friends, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yann and Mathieu, yes. who had opened their own brewery there or were working on yeah. it, have beer on tap nice. at their first local bar. Hey! Nice. Yeah. I got that, that message a couple weeks ago. Wow. He, beer, put some the, landed. he put some of the labels on Facebook. They look pretty sharp. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Outland Brewing Company, yeah. I think it is. Outland. And they're doing American-style beers, and they're on tap at his local all the time. He said he got, I think they go through a couple of uh, cornies a week, nice. which for French people is pretty good. It's pretty uh, decent, for when sure. When they're drinking hoppy uh, American-style ales. I think it'd be uh, safe to say that those beers are Brewing Network influenced as well. Uh, that's true. A lot of recipes, uh, yeah. recipe help from Tasty himself, oh, yeah. and just Other, uh, others, yeah. a lot of you know brewing with us in general. Yeah. So good stuff there. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Triple Voodoo Brewing, and we're going to taste some of their beer. Also, we got a lot to do today. Triple Eight Four Zero One Beer is the phone number if you want to ask questions. Uh, otherwise, just hit the chat button on the homepage, and Beavers in there taking your questions. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> 
Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more, Zymergy Magazine, and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Google Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got a lot to do today. We're going to be talking to uh, Better Beer Scores a little later in the program about their new program. You might remember them from a while back, and they've got a new uh, setup that they're doing. Uh, but right now, we've got Triple Voodoo uh, Brewing Company in the studio. As I told you earlier, we've got Greg Kitchen, who's the co-founder and uh, co-owner. Uh, how many owners in Triple Voodoo? Uh, so there's two owners in Triple Voodoo right now. Um 
me and Aaron. Okay. So those are the primary partners, and then we have a cast of characters who we work with. So got it. Okay. Now, the first time I saw you guys was a couple of years ago, actually at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival here in Martinez. Mm-hmm. But then you were Cherry Voodoo. Is we that were. right? Yes. Uh, why the name change? So there's a lot of reasons for the name change. I mean, one of the things when we started Cherry Voodoo is um, it was kind of a number of different interests from a number of different people. Like one of our founders originally had uh, a lot of interest in like extreme music, tattooing, and so a lot of different extremes. And so then we threw the brewing, th- brewing side in there. And um, eventually we just decided that the, the history of the name wasn't there for us. Okay. Uh, the other thing that was a really big problem is everyone thought we made a cherry beer. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we had our accounts writing like Sea Voodoo or Voodoo Brewing, which is obviously another bre- uh, brewery back east. So we just decided we'd change the name to Triple Voodoo. Got it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you that I think it was a brilliant move on your part to change the name. Oh, thanks a lot. And for a couple reasons. I agree with you right off the bat about the intonation uh, of, of the cherry, the inclination to, that you'd think, okay, it's some sort of specialty beer. But here's another thing. When I saw you guys that first year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival, this is going to be sort of a backhanded compliment. Uh, your branding was so good, I mm. thought. But then combined with the name Cherry, and right. and all, and you all had like the work shirts that you have on now. You were all geared up. You all looked fantastic. The presentation and the branding was so good that I was certain you must be some like awful brewing company with a lot of money behind it, <laughs> like putting out some sort of malt beverage that wasn't really beer, like two and a. Yeah. I mean, it, because in craft beer, huh. we're not used to seeing breweries come out so well developed right. in my opinion with your image and then along with like i said along with the name cherry voodoo i'm telling you from across the hall i just was like oh what is, what is this like four loco of craft beer or something that'd I, be awesome though if it was and, and i have a really, rap video so you see it's sort of backhanded compliment because you yeah. guys had done a wonderful job at branding yeah but the combination was so out of place among all the other breweries there that i was i was just convinced that you weren't you couldn't possibly be a real craft brewery and i was wrong i came and tried your beer and it was great well, uh by the way so. no I, I appreciate the compliment i mean i i don't think it's backhanded at all i mean i think one of the things we struggle with in the beginning is you know, from that kind of like um, lineage of like tattooing, and that's where it came up with the logo. And we love the logo. Mm-hmm. We're like, the logo is fucking awesome. It's badass. Yeah. yeah. So, but when we changed the name, we're just like, we just got to get rid of the cherry because A, you know, it was confusing to people. And yeah. B, it was something that, you know, we just felt strongly in changing to triple, you know, meaning kind of the three founders of the company. Got it. But, you know, part <laughs> of our branding, I mean, it's, it's not that we have a lot of money, it's that we, you know, everybody in the company has like a really different background. Like my background is tech. Um, Aaron's background is he's, you know, really into um, kind of computer design and finance. And his sister does all our design. So she's a really good designer. So got it. we just kind of got a lot of people together with different backgrounds that could really kind of contribute to everything. Okay. So, well, good for you. Because a lot of these things can go by the wayside when, when people start a company. And by the way, our, ourselves not excluded here at the Brewing Network. Uh, you know, I think if, if you can just focus on the beer. Some people are fantastic beer makers, and they're terrible at, at imaging and, oh, yeah. and graphics and things like that. And they pick, you know, it's not that they're not consciously picking a logo. Yeah. They're just picking yeah. awful logos. Let's go through them now. <laughs> Yeah. I have a list. Right. Well, we we honestly got lucky. I mean, because like our, our first brewer, he made some amazing beers. And his whole goal was just to kind of, you know, take something and just, you know, 
try to push it to to the extreme. So with, when he started getting into brewing, he just wanted to brew stuff that was really different. He wanted to understand the science and learn the science. And, you know, it just so happened that we had other people who were really interested in graphic design, who were interested in the, you know, the tech side of it. And um, so I think we got really lucky. Good. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So let's talk about a little bit of the history. Were you a home brewer yourself before getting into the, the business? No, the way the way um, I started is um, the three of us were craft. The three original founders of the company were craft brew lovers. So okay. we always, you always used to go to the events and the, the beer bars. And then um, our original brewer... Um, he was a home brewer. He'd been a home brewer for several years. And when he picked it up, he just wanted to understand and learn everything about it. Yeah. Um, and kind of, he was, he was more into the Belgian beers. He got really into the Belgian beers. And so every time he'd go out and drink a new style of beer, he had to go and recreate it. Okay. So that's kind of how we got started. So I used to hang out with him on, on what we called the brew days on Sundays, where would basically fish the hose through the kitchen window and try not to piss off his wife, you know, by making a huge mess in the kitchen. And, right. You know, we'd just go to the store and get a bunch of different beers that we wanted to try. And um, so that's how we got started. And he started making these beers and, you know, we'd take them to parties just like everybody else does. And people were really, you know, responsive to him. And were you a Belgian beer fan at that point also? No, I was an IPA drinker. So okay. we always had this like fight about IPAs versus Belgian beers. So I would get like the hoppiest IPAs and he would always get like the most extreme Belgian beers and right. try to convince each other to drink them, you know. And <laughs> okay. So finally that's how we actually came up with Inception was that he said, Okay, I'm gonna make a Belgian beer that you you're gonna drink as a hop head. Okay. You know, by adding the the additional types of hops in there, you know, using some of the German hops, trying to you know, give it a little bit different characteristic than a lot of other Belgian beers, but but sticking with Belgian yeast and and the other characteristics. Yeah, so we started out. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm not the the master brewer who brewed this beer, but you know, we started out with the basics of of Belgian brewing, where the three types of malts, and we use um, a blend of three types of Belgian yeast. Okay. Um, so a lot of the same basic characteristics for a Belgian triple, but then we add the additional kinds of hops, uh, the three types of hops into the beer to give it the the additional bitterness. Why the blend of three yeast? Did you experiment with that for a while? And, and Yeah, I think he, um, our original brewer, had tried different strains of Belgian yeast and made different versions. Um, so with every beer we do, we pretty much make like, we do like three or four different versions and start tweaking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, pe- pick out the characteristics we <coughs> like. So what we found with this is like it kind of gives it a little bit of a peppery kind of note to it um and the yeast combination in in our mind really kind of gave a lot of the unique characteristics of the bear it's super complex uh, in yeah. yeast character i think there's a whole lot to pick out there yeah a lot of big esters and phenols in the yeah. beer yeah i think but if you're, you're gonna okay. go ahead tasty i was asking what hops did you use greg i like uh, the selection you used we used um hotel metal fruit uh check saws and brewer's gold nice <laughs> so. that's what i that's you're hitting on what I don't like about most Belgo American ales. Right. They're using citrus hops. Right. Yeah. And this doesn't have that, which no, is this really is a, smart this is choice. This a fine, well hopped Belgian beer. That's what yeah. that's and what it, I'm looking for. And it doesn't have a competing uh bitterness or that citrus flavor talking yeah, about. Right. All of those characters are still in the yeast like yeah. you'd expect exactly. out of a Belgian beer. Yeah. You know? Well I think what you know, when I drink a lot of the, the Belgian American blends i get like more of an ipa with belgian characteristics mm-hmm. which is yeah. i mean there's nothing wrong with that but that's not what we're going for we're going yeah. for like a belgian beer 
with a little bit of the California characteristics. No, there's a lot wrong with it. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about it on the show here yeah. that there's very few uh, Belgian IPAs that we've liked, and, mm-hmm. and for the reason that you just stated, because they're very IPA-like with Belgian yeast. Yeah. And the combination is generally not very good. Although, I've been proven wrong several times over the last year or two. I think people are getting better at it yeah. um, than they were kind of in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I like your choices here. This is a nice beer. Thank you. Yeah, this is Inception. It's it's the beer that launched our uh, launched our company. That's why we named it. So okay. Now, are you based out of San Francisco, Triple Voodoo? We are. So we're based out of San Francisco, um, but we brew in uh, Belmont. Okay. Yeah. You and so because I'm a little confused about how you got how your company is structured. You brew at another brewery, correct? But you don't contract brew. We don't. Okay. So explain how your beer is made. So basically, um, when we first decided to get into this for real, uh, we looked at different options. We looked at building a brewery, which is obviously several million dollars. It's a yeah. lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of time. Um, a lot of money we didn't have. Um, and then we looked at contract brewing. And the thing we didn't like about that is, um, you know, you lose some control over what you're doing because you have to. You can't actually grow in there and brew yourself. You have to have the facility brew for you. Legally, you can't go touch the beer. Legally, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, with what we, the route we went was kind of a hybrid. It's called a Type 23 alternating proprietorship license. Okay. And basically, what that means is um, a Type 23 license is the same kind of license that most um, microbrews have, mm-hmm. microbrew places have. But what we do is we, we add this alternating proprietorship, which basically means we have multiple licenses against the same facility. So without getting into too many boring details, it's yeah. it's a way for multiple breweries to share one facility, and the ABC recognizes you as a real brew pub. Heretic does the same, folks at home, yeah. so you know when you hear Jamil talk about it. On those days, the brewery, it, in, in, as far as the ABC is concerned, belongs to Heretic Brewing Company. Correct. And on your brew days, the same thing. Yes. And so that allows your brewer to go in there and mm-hmm. fully, from, from start to finish, yep. uh, brew this beer. Yep. See, I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Because there are a lot of uh, brewing resources out there that are, uh, and space for that matter, that's yeah. going unused, mm-hmm. right? Drake's is a good example, although mm-hmm. they don't do a an alternating proprietorship, but even doing a lot of contract brewing out of that facility right. is a way for entrepreneurs and, and well, uh, beer makers for that matter, to get into the industry without spending $2 million on a yeah. brewery. Right. Well, or, like Sully says, it's partner brewing. It's partner brewing. Right. But in and I love the alternating proprietorship because mm-hmm. it's really the best of both worlds. If, right. if somebody will do it with you, and that's a difficulty, I think I'd like to ask you about that. If someone will do it with you, it's the best of both worlds. You didn't put up all the capital, yet yeah. you're brewing the beer. Exactly. I, I got to think it's a little hard for you know to have someone come into your brewery that you've established, right? And and on paper, you're giving it away to them on that day. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's like rent, though. So, well, there's there's hybrids too. I mean, you know, it, when we walk into the brewery, we have the support of everybody there who runs it. So, okay. you know, every piece of professional brewing equipment's different. Every system works differently. Everything's got its own quirks, and so, um, you know, you got to know how to run a boiler. You got to know, you know, how the, you know, this valve sticks or this valve doesn't stick. So, there's support there for the brewers in the facility we brew at. Great, Devil's Canyon. So. Um, you know, so the other advantage is we're not on our own, so we don't have to figure out the, the quirks and, and things of the equipment or figure out how to keep, keep the equipment running. We can focus on making the beer. Yeah. And so it's, it's really good. I mean, another model that I always saw would be cool is to do a co-op where you get a lot of these smaller breweries who pitch in, open a facility, and then take these AP licenses up and then 
you know create a lot of cool beer yeah in one one facility absolutely that's happening a lot in the uh in like the small artisanal baking industry which is kind of weird that that's a now emerging industry you know and, and you know too. about it small, right well you know <laughs> right. i'm in there every once in a while but like like food trucks and such where yeah, yeah. they'll rent out yep. an industrial kitchen and right. you'll have three or four trucks on that same in that same spot just going in there doing their own thing they need you know? a prep kitchen but they don't want to own one right basically yes. right yeah, yeah. yeah. So Again, it's kind it's, of like co-op. Yeah, it's great. Sharing, you know, it just seems very wasteful. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't open uh, my own brewing facility if I could, but right. if, if there's a way to, uh, around it, it just seems kind of wasteful. Was it difficult? Did you know people at Devil's Canyon, or did you go in there cold? Um, it was kind of interesting because I went in, I was a guy who went in there and approached him, and uh, I talked to Chris Garrett, the owner, who's been, I have to say, more than helpful in getting our business going. He's incubated us and Pack Brew Labs and a bunch of others. Nice. And he was really open to the idea. Um, they used to brew, do a brew-on-premise type of thing, and so I think what he had done is it was an evolution of that. He came to us and said, look, why don't you guys do an alternating proprietorship? You can do what you guys want to do. You can use the facility. Hmm. Um and so it was presented to us and, you know, the options, and we're like, this seems really good. It's a good fit for what we do. Almost too good to be true. I, I'd have had difficulty with that offer, just going, wait, what's the catch, mister? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the catch is basically, um, you know, you have to go through the whole ABC process, which anytime you deal with the government, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, yeah. we had to go through and get our license, and, um, you know, it took, I mean, that's another story in itself is how that whole thing happened, but... I mean, it was just like a slog going through the ABC. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's there's always the challenges of running a business. Sure. The scenes and Well, let's talk a little bit about your launch because I know you had a goal. And you, yep. now you said that you've been in business since 2010. 2010, But yep. didn't, weren't licensed to sell beer until 2011. Yep. And your goal was to launch, so... Uh, Maybe we should clarify, you're, you're really a very local beer company. You only distribute it in the state of California, right? Correct. And even at that, um, you've mostly just been up in the Bay Area or up in Northern California for, for most of the time? or Yeah, so we um, we started out in San Francisco. We sell, we still self-distribute in San Francisco in the East Bay. Okay. Um, you know, we had to take on some distributors for the peninsula in Sacramento just because we couldn't do it anymore. Um, I was running beer up to Sacramento myself Yeah. in my ford ranger pickup truck and i was killing the thing and killing myself and gas and i've heard about this truck is this the renowned uh white whore the white whore yes <laughs> that's your delivery vehicle yep we, we call it the white whore because um everyone gets to ride it and everyone everyone's beat the shit out of it I mean, got it this, this truck literally has been hit like five times it's had um wow. about Two thousand plus pounds of beer in the back of it. I mean, and it's just a little Ranger. It's a Ranger, and okay. it just keeps on ticking. So, yeah. So that was our truck, and so we we quickly discovered that we couldn't do it all ourselves. Um, so we signed up distributors. Now we're in Southern California as well, which is really cool. Okay, That's a great beer scene down there. Got it. Yeah. So, but you wanted to do uh, that backstory kind of helps because yep. you wanted to launch at uh, SF Beer Week, correct? Which has become a really big deal here in in the Bay Area. Um, it's a it's, I call it SF Beer Month. It's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of days now. Um, but it's it's huge for promoting beer, and there's events every week, and it's really the perfect time to launch a, a brewing company. Yeah. But you guys weren't really ready um, to just to do it easily, I should say. No, well, we didn't. When we first started this, we didn't understand what it would take to get through the government paperwork. And so I think, I don't remember the exact amount of time, but we had like under three months to get our license. Okay. Which apparently is insane. People, you know, people were like looking at us like, you're never going to do it. You're sure. You're going to make it. So what we said is we said, we want to launch an SF Beer Weeks to get the promotion out there. Um, it's one of our favorite beer events. 
Um, you told this to the ABC, or we told this. Well, we told this to the ABC. We also um, talked to Chris about it, and Chris just looked at us, and his eyes lit up, and he's like, "You guys are what? What? What the hell are you guys smoking?" <laughs> right. So he says, "If you want to try it, try it." So we went down there, and we basically I was at the ABC almost every other day with papers. So every time mm-hmm. we get some new paperwork, I would sign it and bring it down there, and yeah. talk nice to the lady down there, and say, "Can you guys please expedite this?" And you know, we're a small company, and so we got like. We got our license in time to brew. Um, I think we had, I can't remember how it went. I think we brewed first and then our license came in and then it was a Monday. Um, and by Tuesday, I think we were rocking and kegging. Wednesday or Thursday, we sold our first account and then Friday, we were serving at the beer festival. At the opening yeah. of, wow. Uh, <laughs> it was just pure insanity. And we're just, we kind of, on Friday night, we stepped back and looked at each other and said holy shit we just did this yeah you know nice. so it was pretty exciting we we had a great time that is exciting and yeah. you know obviously it was a lot of hard work on your part but yeah you know more often than not we hear um negative stories about the abc and the bureaucracy but i think that this is an example of, mm-hmm. of you were a nice person they seem to understand that you needed this expedited and yeah. clearly they got it done for you yeah, things, I mean, it, it requires a lot of hand-holding. I mean, things are getting better, but, you know, let's face it, they're bureauc- government bureaucracy. So yeah. if you go in there and you're in there and you're in their face and they see you and you're nice to them, then they're more likely to do it if, uh, versus something, you know, mail in and get stuck on a yeah. pile of paperwork. So And I've done even some of the phone calls with them, and uh, I don't know anything about ABC rules. Right. And neither did they. No, half the time I called. There's too many. I got. There's too many. I got a different person every time I called, and the person, you know, and I'd say, you know, I, I'd give him an outline. It's mostly for our festival permits and things like that. Right. And I'd say, well, this is what the yeah. permit says, and he's like, no, where are you getting that? Well, from your website. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> from the permit. <laughs> you know, from, yeah. yeah, from your permit. Yeah. Uh, well, that doesn't sound right to me. Okay. Well, look it up, man. So anyhow, this yeah. sounds like they were able to to really help you along. So. Yeah, it was it was good. I think a lot of it was luck. I mean, a lot of it was just hard work, and it just it all worked out. It was just it was fun. So that okay. was kind of our launch into professional brewing. Which Got is, it. You know, after that, we're just hooked. We're like, we love this. This is great. The culture is great. The community is great. You yeah, know? yeah. And so, have you guys been able to get a lot of accounts? And uh, do you still have a job? Or is this your full time gig now? I still have a job. Okay, uh, we're, I'm working my way out of it. So yeah, um, as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So um, you're working two full time jobs. Two full time jobs. So yeah. um, I get to see Renee like probably about four hours a month, or like <laughs> which that. is why why Renee's here. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you get to hang out this a little. Is our bit. date night actually. <laughs> right. Kind of a date night. About as good right. as it gets. Hey, listen. Don't let us get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, we have two webcams. It's fine. <laughs> hey, Sam, dim the lights, will you? Wait, is that another show? Yeah, or? <laughs> yeah that's. That's a, that's, that's a new shows. show. Yeah. yeah, it's a new show. Nah. We're going to do a reality show about you and Renee. Exactly, yeah. Here on the Brewing Network. <laughs> it's going to be called Four Hours with uh, Renee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that'll sell a lot more than Four Hours with Greg. You yeah, exactly. trust me on that. I'm buying the website right now. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, just keep me out of the picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm useless. Um, what now, now, back to the white whore, if you can. Yes. How, what is the most? Uh, uh, be- I'm curious because I'm kind of ghetto. I like get that this. website too. We just- I, yeah, I, I've That's done this taken. kind of uh, of moving before. Mm-hmm. I want to know how much beer you've gotten into this Ford Ranger. Well, the so the thing is, um, we had to do this huge delivery to Sacramento when we first signed up our distributor, and and we're like looking at options. And I said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to put it all in the back of my truck." And my, you know. Chris from Devil's Canyon's looking at me like funny. My partner's looking at me funny. So what I started doing is just loading it up, and I noticed the back was kind of going down. So 
what I'd do is I'd load a case of beer, which is probably about, you know, 20, 25 pounds. And then I would crawl underneath the truck and look at the bump stops to make sure they weren't hitting the oh, yeah. axle. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got three inches, a couple more cases. Okay, I got, you know, probably about two and a half. Okay, a few more. Okay, I'm at two inches. I probably should stop here. You know, yeah. Going on the freeway. So it ended up 45 cases of beer and 10 kegs. Wow. Was, in a, in the back of a wow. Ranger pickup. And doing see, wheelies all the way to Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> see, and that's what I mean. Like, that's the ghetto way to do it because yeah. other people will look at the manual that tells you exactly how many pounds that vehicle uh, will hold. But you went by the bump stops in the rear axle. I figure it's I never it. let me down this far. It's been hit five times. It's I, my partner. <laughs> doesn't know how to drive a stick shift he borrowed it for a month you know and so if he can survive all that then he right. can survive like a bunch of beer on the back well here's what i expect if you haven't done it already uh either at the retirement of the vehicle or even as it's still going i think she should have a beer dedicated to her yeah that's a good idea i, really, yeah. I think she should be on a label probably yeah, filled up with idea. the with mm-hmm. the ass dragon on the cement yeah and uh it, it somehow <laughs> should be fire. on the label yeah I, that's a great idea i'm gonna do that <laughs> i would love to see it because you got to pay homage this truck has helped your business get started for oh, sure yeah. <laughs> on the backs of whores ttb's not gonna like the name i was gonna say well get past the label no you're gonna have to alter her name but the white horse yeah exactly just spell w-h-o-r-s right Whatever you can do, we'll know what it means. Yeah, we'll know it. And so that's what counts. It's for sale, by the way. Does anyone want to buy it? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a real bargain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you have another vehicle that you distributed now? Yeah, we have a. We bought a one-ton Ford van. It's a lot more uh, yeah. you know, beer-friendly. So we run that around San Francisco and around the East Bay and the North Bay. So we still love to self-distribute. It's it's To us, it's, it's great because we have a lot more you know interaction with all the accounts and you know we actually get to go out and talk to people we make sure the beer gets there and we make sure it's fresh sure um you know so we love to do that we're i don't think we're ever going to stop distributing in san francisco okay so. and a lot of breweries who've been around for years and years still do that you oh, know, yeah. if you can yeah how hard is it to sell beer right now i mean doesn't it seem like everybody's knocking on their door trying to put another beer on tap or on the shelf yeah it's 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 difficult um but i think what people are realizing is that the more variety of beer they have that um it's better for their business and i think that most of the people now support local so okay you know there's a lot of movement in like whole foods and a lot of these other places to support local brands and local breweries and we've got a lot of support in the community for our beer okay um you know it helps to make good beer too so if they like your beer yeah um, you know i don't have any problem sitting in front of somebody and sampling our beer and going oh god are they gonna hate it you know it's yeah it's like try our beer if you don't like it it doesn't fit don't you know, we're not sad if you don't buy it. Sure, you uh, believe in it. Yeah, we believe in it, and I would like more. That's how much I believe in it. Is there any left in that bottle? Uh, oh, that's a new bottle. Yeah, Can we bottle. open another? We have bottle. some other beers. Well, here. we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and try some other ones. Can I drink some yeah. more Inception before we go to break? I think you know, uh, I've gotten off of the Belgian beer kick for a little while. Yeah, you have because before. I haven't found one that I love in a long sure. time, and this beer is fantastic. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I can. I'll be. I'll be buying some bombers of this. Uh, are you guys available in places like the big box stores, Bevmo and things like that? A lot of the big box stores. Um, we're also available in a lot of the um, kind of more boutique stores like uh, Healthy Spirits and Ale, Ales Unlimited, Jug Shop, uh, City Beer Store. Oh, yeah. Cool. I believe we're in Perry's over here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I can't keep track of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure of it. We, we have bottles all over the place. We have a beer finder on our website, too. So if you go to our website. What's that? Uh, click on the beer finder. It's www.triplevoodoobrewing.com. Okay, cool. 
So. You check it all out there and find the beer in your local. How does kegging work for a company like yours? Do you uh, use Devil's Canyon kegs, or did you have to buy that? We bought our own kegs, so we own probably about 300 kegs. That's expensive, isn't it? It's really expensive. Yeah. And we looked at some of the options, and we heard some stories about leasing kegs that mm-hmm. we weren't too thrilled about. Um, like that they, I've heard some of these. Are you talking about them kind of coming back dirty to you and things like dirty, that? Yeah. Seals bad, uh, uh, blowing yeah. up. I mean, not literally blowing up, but you know, the seals bad and it blows off. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of control our own destiny. So we're like looking at the cost of leasing versus buying, and we said, well, it's more investment up front, but we're going to get kegs that. A, we own. B, yeah. we can maintain ourselves. We kind of know the quality of them. So, What do you think about the new keg technologies, like plastic kegs? And in Europe, they're not... I don't know if I've seen any here, but they'll do like kind of a keg insert, which yeah. is a big like plastic a bubble. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard. It's not even a... They do the bladder, too, but right. I've seen a, a, a solid oh, really? one. Huh. Yeah. Um, our friends at More Beer in England use those. What do you think about these different... Types. I've heard mixed things about them, um, about the plastic kegs. I've heard some people say they're fine. I've heard other people say that if you start shipping and giving them distributors, they'll just beat the living shit out of them. Oh, uh, yeah. I've heard of the, the half barrels exploding. Really? Cracking and exploding. Okay. Um, so, so stainless is still the old faithful for everybody. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are using the key kegs and the plastic kegs, and, you know, it's it kind of goes with people's experience, how they handle them, and, you know luck for, yeah but for us we looked at them and we're like we're going to stick with what's true tried and true which is stainless so okay all right let's take a break and when we come back we're going to try more beer from uh, triple voodoo we're going to talk about their different types of packaging and the different beers that they have uh, if you've got questions triple eight four oh one beer or hit the chat button on the homepage and bevo's in there uh, any questions about starting a brewery i'm sure it's all fresh in, in greg's mind here we can get to it that way um more from triple voodoo when we come back it's the session hang in there Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of taking a beer tour through Belgium or Germany, but weren't sure how to even start? Or were afraid of missing the best places and events? Or maybe you just wish you had a local insider to take you around? Well, there's only one American tour company featured in the Good Beer Guide to Belgium. Belgian Beer Me, your personal beer tour guide of Belgium and Germany, is ready to go at BelgianBeerMe.com and at BambergBeerMe.com. Founder Stu Stewart personally leads eight tours a year to Belgium and Germany, visiting the finest breweries, beer cafes, abbeys, and festivals, stocking stuffers, birthday presents, and the best honeymoon ever. Couples or individuals love Belgian Beer Me beer tours. Your life is now. Sign up for a beer tour today at Belgian Beer Me or BambergBeerMe.com because all that beer is not going to drink itself. Like both Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me on Facebook to follow current and upcoming tours. Seven short minutes off California State Route 101, there lies a secret oasis for all craft beer lovers. It's relax, grilling, and chilling, bro! Relax, grilling, and chilling in Hollister, California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream? 
like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax Grilling and Chilling on Facebook to see the most up-to-date beers and what's on the grill. Let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon, and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches, and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate, and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax Grillin' and Chillin' has beer to go. Relax Grillin' and Chillin'. Let them grill so you can chill. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent mouthful. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Brew Saber Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is, Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. 
this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Welcome back to the program. We're talking to Triple Voodoo Brewing. we got Greg Kitchen in the studio, and they're based out of uh, Belmont right now, which is uh, right near San Francisco, uh, distributed throughout California. So you can find them on the shelves. Go to triplevoodoobrewing.com, and there's a beer finder right there, and you can check it out. Uh, I do have some questions that came through from the chat room already. If you want to join in the chat, just hit the chat button on the homepage or call 888-401-BEER if you've got any questions uh, for Greg. And... Um, Okay, uh, one question is, with the alternating uh, proprietorship, Greg, um, is that can, is it only used with one other brewery, or could multiple breweries be in one location? Do you know that? Um, so multiple breweries can be in one location. So I don't know what the limit is, but basically, like, for example, in Devil's Canyon, there's at least five or six. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good porn name. Which one? Devil's Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I want to find that on my list of free DVDs from Adam and Eve. Search. See, search is your friend, JP. Devil's Canyon. <laughs> That's a lot of... He must be... A, you, you said he was a cool guy helping you get guys out, and he yeah. must be. That's fantastic. Definitely. He's uh, he's one love, Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one love, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, another question. Um, people want to know um, what are the three yeasts that you blended with this? Is that proprietary, or, or do you know what the... For the Inception, I think it's called. Uh, it is proprietary, and I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyway. Well, they can't beat you up for yeah, it, then. But right. it's a, it's, it's, I know it's three different strains of Belgian yeast. That's about all I know, unfortunately. Okay, yep. Well, again, I like that Belgian beer. It's tasty. Yeah, I think it's a real good... Well, I can't call it that. That's trademarked. Is it? Yeah, I think mm. Tasty just trademarked it last week. Yeah. We're right on top of this shit. You're no longer allowed to call your beer Tasty at all. You can't describe it that way. I don't think you right. can't. Uh, Can you trademark verbs? Tasty owns yeah. that territory. Sure? Now. You trademark everything nowadays. Oh, I I'm trademarked gonna... your name a year ago. You, I just didn't tell you. Well, I'm going to get online and trademark the word <laughs> trademark. Yeah, now what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> Give it a shot. Right. Uh, uh, 888-401-BEER and hit the chat button if you got questions. Uh, Greg, back on the yeast, that's a lot of work to have three yeast at the same time. Mm. Why are you doing that? I mean, I, I, I guess the beer is really good. Yeah. I can see that. As, uh, maybe if that's the result, I get it. But it seems like a lot of extra effort to go to when two yeasts would do. Or You think it could be done without? I don't know. I think yeast is an important part of a beer, mm-hmm. especially Belgian yeast. Uh, but it seems to me Belgian yeast are more temperature uh, dependent than they are even variety kind of thing. Okay. Any, like a lot of them are, you can get the other effect out of it by just changing the temperature that you use it at. It's a good question. What do you think? Um, so, in terms of that, I mean, we've brewed we two styles that we have uh, mainstream. One is Inception, which you guys are drinking now. The other one's our Grand Cru. Um, and so, when we did our Grand Cru, and again, I'm not the master brewer, so I don't know all the intricacies, but the Grand Cru uses one of the three strains. Okay. And it, it definitely has different characteristics. So, we, you know, the reason we did it is we, we wanted to pull those characteristics out of the three strains of yeast. Um, kind of the more peppery characteristics, the more, you know, toned down some of the characteristics that may be in one of the single strains of yeast. So um, I don't know all the mechanics of how hard it is, but in terms of, you know, we, we have a guy we use for our yeast, and he basically um, he blends the strain for us oh. and grows it up and propagates it. So oh. he basically can take it down to, I believe, a single cell and take different strains of yeast from different, 
you know, put them together and, and propagate them and brew them up. So is, the, is he with, and I'm just curious about this guy, is he with a yeast company or, or is this kind of a hobby for him that he does this for you? No, this is Giga Yeast out of uh, oh, okay. Belmont. Got it. Um, right. So he's he's a new player um, in the space, um, but he's really knowledgeable on what he does. Um, we've used him for all our yeast. I sound like I'm plugging him, which I am. No, but, that's okay. Perfectly um, fine. But he's he's awesome. He works with local brewers quite a bit. Um, Got it. So, several other breweries who are using him. We've never had any issues with the yeast. His yeast has always been top notch. So. Yeah, I first heard of this guy the other day when mm-hmm. when I stumbled across a, a promotional thing that he'd put out there for some local breweries. I thought it was pretty exciting that there was a local producer yeah. of yeast and a guy who was focusing on the local brewery market here in the Bay Area. It sounded interesting. I hadn't run across anyone who's using them yet. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's great. I, like I said, I know there's other breweries in the area who are using them. Um, he'll even give you samples mm-hmm. to, to do test batches with. Um, yeah, it seems like he offered about 12 strains through yeah. his normal stuff, and he probably does special things in banks and obviously blends for folks like mm-hmm. you, which is awesome. Yep. Well, Let's try some more. Okay. okay. We got some different beers? Yeah, so um, I brought something kind of special for you guys today. So we just started our very first barrel aging project. Um, and um, so I was at the brewery the other day, and I decided to pull some from the barrel. And so I don't, actually don't know how much is in this <clears throat> bottle. I just kind of okay. know a few wine thieves and poured it in here. Um, Love but, it. Yeah. So I'll tell you some about this beer. So this is our Grand Cru. Um, so our Grand Cru, basically, we released it in non-barrel-aged form. Uh, it's a Belgian wit beer brewed with honey and blue agave nectar added to the boiling process. Um, so it's kind of a big beer. It's a rich beer. Um, it's about 9%. Uh, so we decided to age this in whiskey barrels. Okay. Um, so we're doing this as like a pilot um, program to see how the barrel-aging stuff works uh, for us. And so we just did one barrel of it. I see. So it's extremely limited. It's going to be available at one place. Um, so I thought I'd bring it by and see what you guys think of it. And what will what packaging will this go into? Twenty uh, two like twenty two ounce bottles. Oh, I like this the aroma already. Yeah. So you get there's like, a honey like aroma on it almost, with, yeah. and as well as ethanol, of course. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use honey, blue agave nectar in the in the brewing process. We add it to the towards the last stage of the boil, so we really get the agave nectar coming out of it. It's been sitting in the barrel probably for about three months now. Oh, that's nice. Mm, yeah. I'll tell you right now, you guys already have to make more of this. That's a really nice, and this is okay. just out of the barrel, so it's going to get better than that, too. Yeah. So we're probably going to pull it. I mean, this would be a great beer to age, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a bottle of it to lay it down and age it a bit. Yeah, it doesn't have an overwhelming oak character. It could probably stand out. some more time in It's the pretty barrel. neutral, actually, still. Yeah it's, yeah, it's nice. You could leave it even longer, I bet. Yeah, we're debating if we want to pull it or leave it. Um so we're not really sure yet. Better to it, yeah, better to under than overdo it. Maybe the first time you try yeah. it, so that's probably a good call. Yeah, so we may pull this pretty soon, bottle it, and then um, you know we we may age another batch in it. Maybe leave it for another month or two, see how it mm-hmm. how it sets. But Belgian yeast in this one, Belgian yeast. So this is one of the three strains that you used in Inception that we used to brew this beer. Hmm. The, there's the kind of a the banana. Belgian flavor, yeah, in mm-hmm. this one that's it's pretty strong, more prominent than than know, in the, the blend for sure, absolutely, yeah. yep. Um, and I think it's the fact that you have the honey and the agave in there is really helping that out too, because otherwise yeah. it would just be a lot of banana; it'd be too much banana. Yeah, I'm, I'm the banana notes. I'm not sure if it's a characteristic of the whiskey, mm. um, kind of mixing with the agave. I'm, I haven't figured that out yet, but. Um, this beer is going to be great. Yeah, thank you. I, I really like it right now. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. So this will just be called your Grand Cru when people see it on the shelf? Or? It's, it'll be Barrel Age Grand Cru. So we're doing it with uh, 
in collaboration with uh, Healthy Spirits in San Francisco. Okay. Oh, nice. So they provided us with the barrel. Um, are they uh, are they a whiskey company out there? Or? They do. Healthy Spirits does. Um, they have a great beer selection if you ever go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Great beer and great spirits. So it's kind of a combination between a beer, a bottle shop for beer, and bottle shop for spirits. So they don't distill. They just happen yep. to have barrels. Retail place. Yeah, they have real, they're really known for having great spirit selection for San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, they have great. Beer okay. selection as well. Yeah, nice. I spot. like the name Healthy Spirits. Yeah. I've been <laughs> telling people it's healthy for years. Yeah, yeah. That's why I drink so much of it. It's very healthy. Yeah, um, it's they're they're great people over there, and they came to us, and we were looking into doing barrel aging projects, and they had a barrel. They said, "Well, we'll give you a barrel if you want to do something for us," and we're like, "Okay." So we did our grand crew. Um, so we're going to do some more barrel aging stuff probably later this year. Okay. Um, we're not sure what yet, but we're trying to source some barrels right now, and so we're really excited about the barrel aging process yeah. oh, that's yeah. cool it's in collaboration with a, a local shop like that as well i believe yeah. they've done some of that for spirits working mm-hmm. with individual producers and whatnot it's cool to see them doing that for yep. beer as well yep that's nice and i see here on the desk that you're doing cans as well uh well we're that's not right cans. technically doing cans so um i'll explain this really quickly this is a kaleidoscope collaboration we did uh, we did it with nine or uh, eight other breweries. So um, I can never remember all of them, but it was Devil's Canyon, <laughs> Pack Brew Labs, High Water, Three Monkeys, us, and a bunch of other people. Okay. Um, so this was a really interesting beer, um, and we did it for Beer Week. Can we open this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, and what we did is we everybody submitted an email with the ingredients they wanted to use. And so a couple of people sat down and looked at it and decided, you know, based on all those ingredients, what they would brew. So what it came out to be is a Black ale with uh, smoked malt. Um, what else did they have in there? Black currants. Uh, they used two types of teas. I think a green tea and a black tea. Wow. I mean, it was like the craziest shit you'd ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was there on brew day, and I was helping with milling the grain and doing a bunch of other things. And I'd have people come up to me going, okay, we just changed the recipe. Now you need to mill this. Okay, so stop <laughs> milling that. We're not going to use that anymore. Mill this. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, what the hell is this beer going to turn out like? So Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a fun project, and it turned out, in my opinion, it came out really well. It's got a real kind of um, rich note. You get a little bit of hints of the smoke malt, a little bit of hints of the tea, but nothing really overwhelms you with it. Um, and so we did it draft only, but Devil's Canyon had a bunch of the beer left over, and they canned it. So um, this is their cans. Got it. Yep. I like the can. It's a tall can. Mm-hmm. You I'm do a big get, fan of the tall boy. You yep. do get a lot of black uh, black tea note out of it. Yeah, it's interesting how that blends with the... Roasted malt. Yeah, yeah, the roasted malt and the smoke and, and, the, smoke. and the black tea are really, uh, um, for me, black tea has kind of like a sharp, almost blood kind of thing. Have a lot of iron flavor? Yeah, okay. a little bit. And yeah. uh, and I get that a lot, and it goes really well with everything else. Yeah. I mean, I can pick it out that it's specifically from tea. Okay. It's very different than like a like a beer defect or something like that. I see. It, it, it's, a, it's a tea quality that I get in, 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 the, in the teas that I make, and it's... Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, like when you it. said how many different breweries collaborated in it, the first thing my brain said was, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you kind of worried. <laughs> I said too when is, I was burning This it. is not yeah, going to yeah. be very good. Can you imagine having nine people on this show? <laughs> yeah, do a beer. Ours would come out horrible. <laughs> well, this I, is great. What about one tea? Really? Why two teas? Really? <laughs> yeah. 
This is a really great collaboration. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. you guys nailed it. I think. It's yeah, really it was rare. it was just amazing. I mean, the you know the amount of people and the amount. I mean, because I saw the emails and people were throwing all kinds of crazy shit out there. So I said, you know, I'd love to have some smoke malt in this beer because smoke beers are yeah, you know, kind of a lot of people are getting into smoke beers and doing some interesting stuff with them. So I'm like, P- please put smoke malt in there. Do you and know which smoked malt it was by chance? I don't, but um, what I'll do is I'll follow up with um, cool. the person who provided it, and I'll get it to you guys. So I, I, I'm going to guess it's that when mellow. he comes and tells me what it was, it's not going to be peat, no. malt, which is going to make me shake your hand and pat you on the back. <laughs> because I bet it's Vireman Munich smoke malt. Like oh, yeah? That. Yeah, yeah hmm. somewhere in that range. It yeah. is really very, nice. It's very subtle, mm-hmm. which I like. Uh, and, and I've discovered it's not that I don't like smoke malt. I, don't like the, I just don't like peat. Uh, Pete well, just sometimes they're just overdone. It would too. dominate the beer. Yeah, yeah, that would be the problem with trying. So to it, eat. yeah, it, like, it is a mellow smoke. Like the point that Greg made, it's balanced out. There's not too much of any one thing that's dominating exactly. the beer. Mm-hmm. And with JP pointing it out, what? I think I also can pick up the tea flavor. Yeah, um, in there, right. and I really, I think it's really nice. Like a woodsy. The, the way I get it is like a woodsy, um, yeah, thin like forest. Not super forest floor, like a poor tea might be, but like. A little bit uh, spicier than that, and in fact, you, if you, I'd believe that this was barrel aged more than the Grand Cru, even because of that wood uh, flavor that I'm getting out of it, and, and it's earthy. Um, yeah, this was actually just aged in stainless. Okay, we just fermented it. So. Well, that's just from the malt. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably that that tea quality, and then and then that smoke. Yeah, you know, malt maybe is kind of uh, you know with a, with a black malt kind of giving some sort of uh, you know faux barrel. Okay. Flavors going on. The other thing I like about this beer that you won't hear me say very often is the little sweetness to it. Yeah. Yeah. But so with that roast malt and with the, you know, well, obviously there's some uh, hot bitterness too, it keeps it balanced. Yeah. It's real acidic, so you know, that sweetness is sort of offsetting that. That Ah, uh, okay. The, the low pH is giving you like, a, you know, like a sour almost. It's cleaning it up on my yeah, palate. Yeah, sugar tastes good in the background. Yeah, yeah exactly. It is in the background. And in fact, I can taste it kind of on the top of my mouth as I'm drinking it. Yeah. But on my pa- on my tongue, it, it really just goes right away. Yeah, which is what I think I like. Yeah. See, I, I think this is the fun part about this beer is you can really talk about this beer quite a bit because there's so much in it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't involved in the packaging of this. I think this is you know this is from Devil's Canyon. But you know, when you when you look at all the ingredients in it, and you're trying to pick these out. I, I think it's really a, a lot of fun. Are all the ingredients on the label? I believe so. Let me see what it says. It says, Kaleidoscope limited release collaboration between nine California breweries, upfront flavors of crystal and specialty malts and twine with a special blend of green and black tea. Hints of current black pepper emerge mid-palate followed by refreshing hop finish. It's a pretty damn accurate description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's good. People right. in the chat are digging on the uh, the design of that can. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, uh, it's pretty badass. Yeah. You put yeah, this on cool. the camera yet? It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's been on the camera like 10 minutes so I, I don't know where you guys can find this here like i said it was one of these things where um when we did the collaboration we all got kegs of it and we just kind of did it for beer week um mm-hmm. and then devil's canyon had a bunch of it left over and they canned it i think it went down to southern california it might be available here but i mean if you guys can pick this up i don't think you're ever going to see it again so it's a pretty nice beer yeah it's it's wonderful and the can that you're right about that label the can's awesome yeah yep love it you're giving us some damn good beer today Greg? Thank you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring something interesting for you guys to try. <laughs> well done. Not everybody follows that philosophy that comes into this uh, studio and leaves us with not with the whole not a whole lot to talk yeah. about. But uh, there's plenty to talk about in these beers. 
Uh, just as a side note, uh, by the way, Tasty, I have your new version of the Blondale over here, and I like it. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I like I, it better uh, than the last one. That's really sure. buffed up the crystal and uh, changed the mesh temperature from like 154 to 156. Okay. So that instead of nice. finishing at 1010, it finished like a 1013. So. Yeah, because we were just saying it was a bit too thin, weren't we? Thin, yeah. It was dry, yeah. Right. And didn't we ask you to maybe go blend it with the uh, hop? Uh, yeah, I was going to hop stupid. It, yeah, I had a bunch of that. I did do the blend. I should have brought it in. Uh, did you taste it? Tasted it? Yeah, it was great. And it was good. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring us that next Almost week. any time you blend two beers together, it, I don't know. It can come out real nice. It comes out nice for some reason. Do you Almost. guys do any blending uh, at Triple Voodoo yet? No, we, we haven't really gotten into blending, okay. um, so that's something we're looking into maybe for the future. Um, I, I love a lot of the barrel age blends. Like I love what um, High Water's doing with their photic. Yeah, you know where they blend, uh, you know, different uh, types of barrels and you know stainless. High Water is Steve Altamari, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, he's a great guy. He is, and a great brewer. Yeah, he's really cool. So he's brewing at Drake's, right? Yes. Yeah, he is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like his. Uh, I've always liked his beers quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that blending is coming into its own, mm. and uh, different people really getting good at it. Yeah, it's not only it's not just for specialty beers. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, it's a good place where the brewer and the brewery can show off their palate and really demonstrate that they can blend beers and you know that are better than the sum of the parts. Yeah, you know, really bring in things like the Firestone blended beers are amazing. You know, when you get. Those kind of people in one room, it's a cool opportunity for that. Well, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Budweiser's blended. <laughs> and it's amazing beer. That's a good point. So if you think of it that way. Thank now you, that JP. this beer is warming up, I'm getting more of the pepper characteristic coming mm-hmm. out of it. It's definitely one of these beers that changes as it sits on the table. Are you getting more yeah. like a, of a mushroom note? Mm, I don't know. Just from the tea? Yeah, I can see that. A little more yeah. earthy that way. Yeah. But particularly, I'm getting the pepper coming. Do you mm-hmm. know how that flavor got in there? There wasn't a pepper. Uh, black currant, is that kind of a peppery spice? No. No, no it's like a berry. Okay. It's like a raisin. I see. So much shit went in this beer, I don't even it's know. It's just hard the, to even say. I don't say. even know what the hell happened yeah. that day. I was just like trying to keep up. I mean, because I remember <laughs> that I just all I'd hear was the recipe change again. Oh, we changed the recipe again. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was kind of fun, you know. It was like. Yeah. Oh, I'm just enjoying it. And then as it changes, it's uh, really fantastic. Yeah, I, think, right. I think the uh, peppery is the, like a phenol, a hot yeast phenol. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what that is. Oh, good job on that. Yeah. Is there just a single yeast in this one? Do you know that? I don't know what the yeast was that they used. Okay. I wonder uh, if it's a Belgian. Seems fairly neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as a Belgian, but maybe with that uh, spice in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they used the Belgian yeast in there. but No, it doesn't seem like it. How does it work with fermenter space, with all those breweries out of Devil's Canyon? Um, you basically have to reserve it. So you reserve a brew day, you reserve fermenter space. The mm-hmm. farther in advance you can do it, the better. Okay. Um, you know, it's getting tight, though, because, you know, everyone wants to brew. A lot of new breweries coming up. And the good thing is everyone's doing well. So Drake's is doing well. Devil's Canyon's doing well. Um, right. A lot of these other breweries are starting to do really well. Okay. And we're starting to grow, too. So we're having problems keeping up. Yeah. Oh, that's a good problem, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It is a good problem, yeah. Although I've talked to Jamil a little bit about that, too. For one, he had to put in some of his own fermenters to do his alternating proprietorship just to yep. have space. Yeah. But he talks about that, you know, once you get either a distributor or, more mm-hmm. importantly, um, and and uh, an account to take your beer on, 
if they if you then can't supply the beer if it's successful and and their mm-hmm. patrons want it and you're out of beer that's very difficult and and yeah. hard on a small brewery too because they kind of get upset with you yeah yep. they, they get they get pissed and so we've what we try to do is you know we we talked about it i've i've had distributors approach us and say hey you want to sign up with us and we kind of put all that on hold because we want to make sure that we keep up with supply. And mm-hmm. right. also the thing for us is, you know, you start brewing too much beer and getting it out there and it's like you lose control over the quality. Mm-hmm. And sure. Um, I'd rather stick with what we have now, focus on California and yeah. really get our beer out there. Cause there's, I mean, there's such a great beer community in the Bay area in San Francisco, the East Bay, you know, even Sacramento is starting to come up as a really big beer town. So got it. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. And and the worst thing that could happen to you is that, you, yeah, you take on a bunch of accounts that you can't fulfill, and then they yeah. don't give you a second shot. Yeah, exactly. They say, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. well, that you know that was your one shot. We bet, your, bet our business on you. And Sure. Your beer was good, but your business practice sucks, so we yeah. can't work with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's happy there? You know, that's a lose-lose. Right? Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Uh, do you know uh, approximately how many accounts you guys have now? God, it's got to be over 600. That's probably. fantastic. Yeah. So we, you know, with distributors, it's hard because they, you know, there's a lot of rotation. So you're in and out. Um, but, you know, we've we've grown quite a bit. How many different beers do you brew now? Um, so our philosophy is we try to do two to three mainstream beers and then we do a bunch of seasonals. Okay. So, um, like, for example, for SF Beer Week, we did the Kaleidoscope collaboration. We did a white IPA collaboration between us and Needy Brewing which turned out really amazing. Where are they from? Uh, they're from Lincoln. So they're the guys who do Hoptologist. Okay. The IPA Festival, I think. Double IPA yeah, Festival. Yeah, Double won. IPA Fest, they won. Yeah, I they think won. I've, had, I've had their beer yep. before. Yeah. Okay. So we did, that was an amazing collaboration. Then we did the Grand Cru as a limited one-off um, as an experiment. And so that's when we debuted. It was during Beer Week. And uh, we had such a great, what we do is we, we make sure that, you know, we have a great response to a beer and then we put it on as our main style. Got it. Um, so we added that to Inception. So we do those two. Um, then we're coming out with a new lighter beer, uh, probably towards the fall. We're kind of dialing it back a little bit because, you know, Inception's eight percent, Grand Cru's nine percent. So we're like, okay, we got to kind of ratchet it back a little bit, do something a little more sessionable. Okay. Um, Thank and, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to do some uh, barrel aged stuff. So. And so is that just to kind of cover the market so that you can please everybody or? Not really. I mean, I, I think in my mind, a lot of breweries that please everybody, they try to come out with one of each style. Yeah. So they say, I got to make a pale ale at IPA. We want to do is we just want to come out with, you know, a couple of styles that people really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, for example, said, why don't you guys make an IPA? It's like we've done a couple of limited edition stuff, but there's so many great IPAs out there. It's been done and, you know, we think we could do it, but at the same time, it would rather focus on other things that we Mm-hmm. really want to do that's going to set us apart as opposed to having yet another ipa right well the seasonal model is a great model right mm-hmm. now i I, yeah. I know that it's a one of the top uh, marketed beers it used to be that the ipa was the best seller mm-hmm. and then i think it was the variety pack and now it might be the seasonal pack from from breweries and just people are looking yeah. for that kind of uh, variety anyway yeah it people like, like the new stuff they yeah. want something they haven't seen or heard of before exactly you know? well yeah. it, it seems like it's um Circular, too, because I, I think I remember 10, 15 years ago, that was the big thing. Everyone had a pack of things out. Yeah. Seasonal pack or varietal pack, I remember a lot of, and then that kind of went away, and now it's back again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's my thing about the seasonal, too. I love that model also, but I'm a creature of habit, so I also want to be able to get it again. 
I don't yeah. mind if it's seasonal. Yep. But if it if I love it, I want it again next year. You like, want to have your cake and eat it too. If I had known about this beer, for example, the Kaleidoscope, yeah, I would I'd be praising you for it like I am right now. And then in a year, I want all nine of you to do it again because <laughs> I want to make sure I can keep enjoying <laughs> yeah, it. That is true. So uh, I'm, when it comes to the seasonals, especially the best ones, right. w- if I become a fan of a beer, I'm I'm all about experimenting. If I see something new on the shelf, I'll give it a try. But at the same time, I'm buying like three or four old faithfuls to go along with that. And, and that's how, like I said, how we launched our Grand Crew is we did it as a seasonal and we said, okay, let's, you know, for us it was a couple of things. One is, you know, let's see what people think of it. And if they don't like it, we won't do it again. And, you know, the collaborations were a little different. People sure. really love the collaborations, but it's really hard yeah. to get nine breweries back together and do the same thing over again. Yeah, um, I agree. But for Grand Crew, you know, we put that out and people loved it. So it's now in bottles. We do it in bombers. We do it um, limited edition kegs. And um, so that's kind of our model is we do like usually three um, three seasonals maybe every six months. Okay. And then we pick one out of those and we make it our mainstream beer. Love it. So, Well, you're doing great stuff. The beer is awesome. Thank you. All right, if you're looking to make your own beer at home, like most of us do, uh, I just want to recommend Beer Smith Brewing Software. We're all using it now. You can go to beersmith.com, and uh, you know there's a lot of different features over there. It's not just the software that gives you a free 21-day trial, so you don't even have to take my word for it. Just download it, check it out, do a couple brew days with it. And if you don't like it, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. You don't have to use it. But I can pretty much guarantee, and I think that's also why Brad doesn't mind doing the free trial. He knows it's the best brewing software out there. But there's new stuff, too. You can go to BeersmithRecipes.com, and it's a Beersmith recipe sharing service. It's free for anybody to set up a basic, a basic account. And, uh, you know, when he sent me this, um, there were over 2,400 members. Um, that was just in the first week of creating a BeersmithRecipes.com. Yeah, that's crazy. So I have no idea how many different recipes and members there are there now. Over but- that. But what a great place, definitely more than 2,400. What a great way to be able to share recipes. So you can go use that, and it's free for anybody to set up a basic account. And uh, there's search options. You can limit by uh, recipe type or sort by rating. I guess you can rate Mm -hmm. all the different recipes. Um, You could view other recipes under the same category. Tons of ways to just kind of search through the data to get a recipe. Um, And then, of course, um, there's the Beersmith blog, and there's the he does a video blog where he does a lot of interviews uh, with great uh, people in the industry i know he's done john palmer um really he did me wow how does kate feel about that <laughs> uh, she didn't mind no. you know it's good mm-hmm. if it's good for the business it's good for kate uh you typical know. woman <laughs> anyway go to beersmith.com right now download your free trial it's the best brewing software out there and you don't have to take my word for it because you get it for free for 21 days check it out all right. Uh, well, listen, it's been fantastic talking beer with you, Greg. And I'm, um, you're welcome to stay for the remainder of the show uh, if you want to. But I know it's date night, so uh, <laughs> you, you won't offend us if you got to go. Right. But you are welcome to stay. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to the people over at uh, Better Beer Scores about their new program. Um, so if you've got questions about that. Uh, let me see. I think I have a couple more questions from the chat in front of me here for you first, Greg. Um I'm supposed to ask you about a beer you make called Thermonuclear. Ah, okay. Yeah, what's that? So Thermonuclear was kind of a science experiment we did early on. Um, so part of our um, our first brewer's uh, obsession was to try to you know, push the extremes of brewing. So he came up with this uh, concept called Thermonuclear Stout where he was trying to get the highest level of alcohol content he possibly could out of a beer. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's always debates within us about how much alcohol was actually in that beer, but um, it was 
damn strong. I mean, really? I remember having like a little four ounce pour, and I was pretty trashed. So <laughs> what? What wow. is it? Where do you think it's at? Where did the debate uh, where did it claim? go for you? It yeah. was anywhere between 18 and 32%. So it was like <laughs> all over the map. Depending wow. on how much we drank, you know, I was like, yeah, this has got to be at least 40% alcohol on this fucking <laughs> right. thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know where it ended up at, but it was it was pretty damn strong. So okay. um, so a lot of people ask about it, and, um, you know, it's basically a science experiment for us. It'll never see the light of day. Okay. That one, yeah, that one's in, in-house only. It's never to be... It, exactly. Right. I, I, there's rumors that there's bottles floating around somewhere, but... You, know, <laughs> you claim no knowledge. I yeah. claim no knowledge. Those are false rumors. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to find an $800 bottle on eBay somewhere? Of, I don't, of, if you do, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and let's see. Oh, um, hey, Code, I think a friend of yours from uh, Wolfbrow... Uh, Wolfbrow is a bottle shop in uh, Missouri. Okay, who says he's happy? He would like to carry your beer <laughs> already. Awesome. You're already going from California to Missouri. You're really moving up in the world. Yeah, well, we'd, <laughs> I mean, would love to be out. You know, be everywhere. Um, so as soon as we're out there, we'll uh, let him know and we'll come in and pay him a visit. He says, "I'll carry his beer if he sends it my way. I have a distro lined up. No contracts, no problem." Ah, okay. Well, we should get the finder's fee <laughs> wow. for that because this guy clearly doesn't know how to email Greg at all. <laughs> yeah, he's just directly. doing it over the show. Yeah, like uh, an asshole. Uh, let me read the fine print now. I have to read the lawyer's uh, no disclaimer. Shame, right? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Wolfbrow in the chat. Wow, so, free plugs. Uh, I think it's. I think he's related to Code actually, but there is a real bottle shop in in Missouri, and That's in cool. fact, you'll hear his commercial on our Isn't program. That oh, really? Is, yeah. it a, is, is that your son? <laughs> no, I did not know that. Is he your son, son. or your son-in-law? He's your stepson. Ah, okay. No. Is he a douchebag or is he a cool guy? No, he's a great guy. He's a good guy. A lot of stepsons are douchebags. That's why I ask. I was a stepson. <laughs> so I understand the uh, I understand the the problem with the stepson. But he sounds like a good guy. He's open to and he, and isn't he uh, thinking about opening up a a beer bar now too? Not just a bottle yeah, right shop, next but door. That's a great idea. I like it. All right, Mr. Wolfbrow. I did I contact did. Greg yourself. Uh, maybe he'll get the beer out to Missouri. You I didn't know, know he was a sponsor. My apologies. Uh, he, he's uh, he's a sponsor because Code uh, does an enormous amount of work for us at right. all hours of the day for right. absolutely nothing. So here was my deal. My deal was I would run a commercial for Wolfbrow if Code gets a six pack a week. And as soon as I find out he's not getting a six pack a week, right. I will drop that commercial like a bad habit. Oh. But you have oh, a lot of bad bombers. Oh, it's a six-pack and a bomber. That's right. I said six-pack and a bomber. You're right. I wasn't being too cheap. And so, son-in-law, I'm telling you, if I find out... Stepson. Stepson. If I find out that for one week, there's not a six-pack and a bomber on my friend Code's porch, I'm dropping you. Done. <laughs> like a good habit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, I think that's all the questions that I had. So, Greg, thank you so much for coming in the studio. Thanks, I really appreciate it. And for sharing the beer, because it was good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Now the rest of the show is all downhill from here. A bunch <laughs> of uh, uh, Belgian beer, and uh, we'll have a good time. Any upcoming events or, or places that you'll be want to mention before we go? Yeah, I mean, we got some cool stuff coming up. Um, we're going to be, um, I don't know if you guys know, we just got admitted to the SF Brewers Guild, which is... I did see that. Yeah, a lot of new guys really cool. got into that. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah, so it was um, it was really uh, huge for us. We've been trying to get in there for years, and um, so they admitted yeah. us and Pack Brew Labs and a few other people, um, which is really exciting. So we're going to do uh, Brews on the Bay 
which is August, uh, September 15th. Great festival right on the Jeremiah O'Brien. Jeremiah O'Brien, yeah. Dress warm. But yeah. it's a lot of fun to be on that boat. Yeah. But sexy at the same time. Yes, warm and sexy, please. Yeah. yeah, so we're excited about it. Hopefully no heaving over the side for people. Um, <laughs> right. We're also going to, I'm going to be at the uh, Brewers Guild meeting on the 15th at, um, it's a Meet the Brewers event at uh, Beach LA. Oh, about that for a second. Some of the best real estate in craft beer out there at Beach LA. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing that. We're also doing, uh, we're going to be on the Stone's 16th anniversary uh, celebration down in Southern California. Okay. Uh, we're actually pouring in the Rare Bears section. So we're really honored and excited to be part of that event. That's very cool. Uh, 2012 Craft Beers Brewers Festival in Sacramento. We're going to be doing that. Uh, yeah. And probably a bunch of other ones that I forgot, but... We'll probably get you lined up for our Winter Brews Festival that's in January. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll be sending out invites for that real soon, but I'd love to have you guys. That'd be great, yeah. Now that I know that you're not the four loco of beer that I thought you were <laughs> at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. We can Festival. bring our Cherry Voodoo banner if that'll make you feel more yeah, comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please bring it all back. Uh, I, I mean, it was everything except that I expected you to have, like, scantily clad women out there, like, handing out uh, little samples. No, that samples. would be horrible. <laughs> that would <laughs> suck. Yeah. At a beer fest? Yeah, we'd That's never terrible. have that. No, who needs cleavage at a beer fest? I'll tell you what, we should make it a requirement at our beer festival. I think we should. But, we uh, could, I could show cleavage. That'd be okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we don't care. As long as it's cleavage, we're yeah. not discerning here at all. No. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Well, if you can't motorboat it, what's what's the point? <laughs> Tasty, I've seen people motorboat you. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> you, know. you don't remember that, do you? Must you, have been asleep. When it must have been up. <laughs> right. All right, Greg. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, TripleVoodooBrewing.com. Go check them out, and you can find uh, there's a beer locator there, so you can find the beer uh, here in California and as they grow. Because um, I assume you you want to get the beer out further, you're just not ready. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're looking at a pretty um, uh, big plan for 2013. We want to open a tap room in San Francisco. Um, that's our main goal. Um, we want to get wider distribution. Um, we want to be, like I said, we want to pump up our barrel aging program and come out with a bunch of new styles. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just have to say that the beer community has been really responsive for us to us, and it's been it's been amazing. So, and do you think mm. that if you keep growing like you are, that you will eventually uh, have your own brewery too, or or do you just like this model? Uh, I I would like to have our own brewery. Yeah. I mean, I think more on the smaller scale because I think for us. Um, you know, production brewery is fun, but it's it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of complications that go with it. I mean, for us, I think we want to be able to create more styles, have more flexibility to do that, um, and also work with some other local breweries to help incubate them as well. Because personally, I see what Chris has done with a lot of um, local breweries, and we want to try to do the same thing, too. Oh, yeah. So, nice. I think that's awesome. I, I, for one, I, for one, am, am, am a big proponent of, of wider distribution. I yeah. think there's not yep. enough of that. <laughs> not enough of wider distribution. There's not enough whites, so I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's what you were talking about, right? <laughs> that's what the white horde. Did. I don't know. I, no, I, okay, yeah. Yeah. the white horde was not all white about white in this world. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, good luck to you. Please keep Thanks. producing this great beer. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. And like I said, stick around tonight if you want to. But uh, cool. you know, I know uh, Renee. I apologize for everything that uh, Greg said that was offensive tonight. I know he had a dirty <laughs> mouth, and, uh, yeah. and I'm sorry for him. Um, but thank you for hanging out yeah. with us and uh, being on camera for the listeners. Please yeah. continue to hang out in downtown Martinez. There's plenty to do um, before 3 o'clock. <laughs> so you may have just missed everything. Everything's right. real close. But, um, well, I think we're going to head over to Creek Monkey. Maybe, uh, so. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, we, they're pouring cool. your beer over there. If we finish early enough, we'll be going over there, too. Yeah, great. And that's a good idea. Code was out walking around a little earlier today, and he, he comes back in and he goes... Um, 
there's kind of some weird people out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it, oh, you met the Martians. Yeah. It's very much like uh, those old drive through safaris. Yeah. Where you can roll through, but make sure your windows are up and your doors are locked and you don't feed any of them. And it's, right. it's, a, it's a real treat. A very kind special like kind of creature. San Francisco. Yeah. It yeah. is. Except even kind of stranger. I don't know if you know this, but the Mars rover that just landed actually landed in Martinez. It's in the, it's in the creek back <laughs> it's, there. Yeah. It's just in the creek that's directly under our building. Right. So all those high-res Im- uh, images everyone excited about that's martinez you're welcome all the time one day you'll see a white crane and two rats run by him yeah and a bum taking a (laughs) bath in the mud what are you trying to say (laughs) yeah i'll eat mud anytime i turn into a banana moscow you gotta get us some interviews with the martians man (laughs) they're incoherent man on the street street. it's gonna be fantastic what they are is is uber violent like i hear them they're in this little parking lot back there i hear them yelling and screaming well he's gonna have to go earlier in the day and he's gonna have to wear a helmet well they've been Huffing refinery fumes for like 30 years, you know? (laughs) Exactly. They are refinery fumes. But I'm telling you, what do the Martians know is going to be a fantastic game. (laughs) Scott, I got tons of questions that we could play. Scott's like, I don't have enough armor for this. You need a security team with you. Yeah. I'll go with you. Hey, you know what we should play tonight? We should play the... uh, Innocent little vert... Ginger out by himself. <laughs> That's true. Most gingers He's are. Virgin yeah. Lake, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We might have to send a big guy with him. No, he has a sheet with a hole in it. He's fine. <laughs> Right. You know what we should play tonight is what? the Olympic name game. Let's do that. We please. didn't get to use it on Lunch Meat, and no. it's a fantastic game. Let's do it. So maybe we'll do that during the meltdown tonight. Let's take a, a quick of... break. Oh, sorry. Uh, when we come back, we got better beer scores on the program. We're going to talk about their new classes that you can take. Thanks again to Triple Voodoo, and uh, we'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to 
whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your Hot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
beer. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. And thanks to Triple Voodoo Brewing uh, for coming on the show and coming into the studio and giving us uh, some good beer. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, Greg was rad. His girlfriend was hot, too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. enough. Yes. Liked her. Cute lady. It's got to be the beer, right? Um, no, I don't think it was. I think it was she, Greg. Was, um, she was a good-looking girl. You think Greg? Had, no, no. I meant that that why she's with Greg. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mean. No, I didn't mean I had beer goggles. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm I'm a gentleman. I didn't mean that. I meant that she's with him. I wouldn't say you're gentle, but or he has a big schlong. You right. Know. Well, maybe he's fed her the line. Oh, dude, there's so much money in beer. Yeah, and she doesn't know. You know. Yeah, she'll figure it out. All right, we still have a lot to get to today, and in fact, we're going to talk to the boys from Better uh, Beer Scores. Is he already just on hold for me? Is that what it is right now, Moscow? Oh, okay. Uh, look, we have Charlie on the line. Uh, hey, Charlie, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, delighted. Now, we talked to Charlie uh, back in the beginning um, uh, quite a while ago when, when Better Beer Scores was founded, and I remember being upset at your good radio voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I was I was in the business for a while. Ah, oh, that's right, that's right. Don't worry, I'm uh, just like then. I'm going to screw it all up in the archive so that you sound worse than me. <laughs> so put me through a ring modulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Charlie, we have your partner too. Who else are we talking to today, Charlie? Uh, Jeff Humphrey. Ah, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, we got you here. Yes, you do. Jeff, welcome to the program, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you both on the show. Now, so tell me, because we talked to you a while ago, but this is a, a new and improved better better beer scores. Is that what's going on here? Absolutely. Tell yeah, us about it. Uh, we have uh, reformed the company and reorganized it and uh, really taken some new directions in terms of what we're doing. So we're doing uh, what we started out doing, which was... Um, preparation courses for the BJCP exams. We have three of those, but uh, we've also branched out into some other areas, including uh, beer appreciation for anybody that likes uh, particular beer styles like Belgian beer, German beer, British beer, sour beer, uh, Belgian beer. I think I already said that. And then uh, we also do uh, a number of courses on home brewing. Oh, I like that. I I like branching out because, you know, I'm not BJCP material. No. Now, I have the utmost respect for BJCP judges, and I like that they go, you know, people go through the certification, and I think that they're very well qualified, more qualified than I am to talk about different flavors in beer. But I'm just too lazy for all that. But I do like the beer appreciation side. I like that you guys are branching out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a lot of people that were requesting that, and uh, these are some programs that we've done successfully for a number of years with community colleges and all, and decided to take it to our webinar format. What a perfect class for a community college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a community college graduate, I right. have to say. That is perfect. <laughs> for all the drinkers are, why not? It wouldn't have taken me three years to go through community college if I had... Uh... Right. This class. If you had yeah. had a beer cat. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, you're a community college graduate, aren't you? I can tell. 
Absolutely. See, I'm one of you. I can smell it from a mile away. I think it's me. I haven't showered. It. Oh, it could just be JP. That's true. Uh, so you still offer the BJCP courses, and how long are those courses if someone wants to take that? They're, uh, they're, this is Jeff. It's all, they're, uh, we have three of them now, so we split them up. They used to be uh, 12 weeks, and now we're actually going for uh, four weeks. So we're kind of getting, you know, a little bit less time, but more intense, if you, if you, if you will. So does that mean that they're longer for the four weeks, or just more information? It's uh, well, we split up. We had that whole program before that was twelve weeks, and then we kind of split it up into three uh, because the DJCP actually uh, uh, split it up into three different exams. We thought it was a great opportunity for us to actually kind of cut down on the on the amount of material that everybody gets to, and, but it's still a lot. Uh, but you know, you get it in in four weeks instead of the twelve weeks that you have to commit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I see. So do do you also offer a twelve week, or is it now just the four week format? It's just the four week, and actually, one of the courses is five weeks. But it, you know, because the styles class, so many styles are out there with the BJCP. Uh, you know, we had to kind of get it into a five-week format. So that's the longer one that we have. But, again, each one of those three uh, prepares you for a different uh, BJCP exam. Oh, I see. Okay. so yeah, you there can, are three exams now. So so it's it's kind of more, and the, and the exam is this way, too, now that there's three exams. I, I might have you guys explain that to us a little bit. But now it's a little more a la carte, it sounds like. I can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. What yeah. are the three exams now at the BJCP? Well, there's the uh, entrance exam, which is an online exam, which is uh, makes it a lot easier to get in and, and take the first uh, section of it. And that's on basic brewing techniques, brewing ingredients, malt hops, yeast, water, uh, all those types of topics, everything from hot break to croisoning. And uh, um, so that goes into our... Uh, Better Beer Scores Basics course prepares you for that exam. Okay. And then the second exam is the judging exam where you'll, you know, basically they give you uh, six beers to taste in an hour and a half, and you have to write up complete score sheets on them and really uh, get get down to the nitty-gritty on that. And so our uh, Better Beer Scores Styles and Tastings course addresses that one. Got it. And then if you're going for a national or a, or a master rating uh, with BJCP, uh, you have the written proficiency exam, and that has some pretty stiff requirements just to get into it. And then our mastery program, Better Beer Scores Mastery, addresses uh, the topics that you'll need to know in order to score high on that one. Okay. Now, see, again, and I loved it in the beginning, and I, and I still love it now, these are difficult things to do. And most of the Definitely. study groups that exist um, are, are very local, and they if it's if you have a good beer community, or usually if you've got a great beer club. Yeah, uh, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you may not have anybody to really study with and bounce these ideas off of. And I think it's highly important, just like studying for any exam. Um, I always did much better at those co-ed uh, study groups. Uh, you know, stu- <laughs> well, let's face it. I mean, if you're going to sit down and just try and read the BJCP guidelines and memorize that stuff, that's boring. Yeah. You, know, you need somebody to discuss it, taste, talk about, to really refine your ideas before you can just attempt right. to take this exam. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. Now, for those who maybe didn't hear the the interview with you guys quite a while back, um, let's just make sure everyone knows what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, webinars, um, which can be a confusing word, but really it's an online uh, uh, video uh, course where you guys are all in the same uh, virtual room. Is that right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a virtual classroom, and uh, there'll be a presentation with graphics and all that, you know, full um, visual presentation. And then uh, these are conducted live, so you know people can ask questions, they can jump in and make comments, they can talk to each other. We have a chat stream that they can, uh, you know, and people use that quite extensively during the class just to pop stuff back and forth. Yeah, and yep. um, you know, they can download materials from that. They can take quizzes that are simulations of what they'll run into in the exams. So there's a lot of things that they can do on the platform. And uh, we keep the classes small. Uh, we limit it to 24 people so that it stays interactive and uh, everybody feels like they can join in. And uh, when we evaluate beers and things, we'll actually have people taste them, uh, enter their comments in the in the chat stream, and then uh, we'll discuss those in the class. So Got it. Um, it's a pretty capable medium. And one of the great things about the pro, uh, the program as well is that we we actually can uh, record them, so students can go back later and kind of review as they're as they're uh, studying for their exams. Because everybody, if you've ever taken a BJCP exam before, you never you never know when you're going to get in to get one because it could be a year oh. until you get yep. to. So we give our students another year to review. At their classes that they had online. Oh, I guys, like that, that there's an archive. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you've really thought this through. When I was studying for the exam with uh, Dave Teckham, great grandmaster judge from the Sacramento region, we would discuss things in the class, and then sometimes two days later I'd get home and say, wait, what was that exactly? And so I'd give him a call or an yeah. email. I had to bug him to get the info. Right. But if there was an archive of those things, yeah. you could just go back and listen. That's cool. You know what I love about it? That there's a more slim chance of falling in love with your professor. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not you're not in there. You can't smell right. her, his or her perfume or cologne. No, or well, or marvel at their one of us, personal yeah, hygiene. You're not going to fall in love. Yeah. Well, you know. right. Well, and I like the archive. Listen, the last time I took a class, I was so goddamn stoned that uh, I didn't remember any of it anyway. Right. So uh, ha- if I could have, I, I might not have taken me nine years to get a bachelor's degree if I had, if I had an archive of my courses. One love, dude. That's right. Go back and catch the ones you missed for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, I did the old community college thing for five years. Nice. <laughs> no, I did it for four. There were, was there a beer class there? Uh, well, there was no beer class. That was after I, I, class. I might have stayed long. Longer. Community college for oh. five years. I guess it only took me seven. Uh, five years of community college and two years of university. So, right. uh, you know. Well, why would you want to leave yeah. community college? It sounds so nice. Yeah. Community. I mean, that, that, nice. Show, that show's doing really well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> funny. Community. I don't know. Uh, thanks, Scott. Yeah, we do, we do Belgian beer tasting at the community college. We'll taste 16 beers in one night. So. Oh. oh, wow. And, and all of them best examples of the style. So, and, You know, we're joking a lot about that, but I honestly think that's a great idea. I've it always is. thought that there should be, uh, that, that some of these tastings and things that we do at homebrew clubs, when we or even on the show, when we bring in people really educated about a style, it absolutely should be a class. Why not? Yep. They do wine yeah. appreciation courses and things like exactly. that. So I really like that you guys are doing that. Yeah, eighty percent of the beer drinkers out there could re- would really just die for a class like that. They want to know mm-hmm. more. Where they could just learn the terms of drinking. You yep. know, the the pour size, 
advertised. Yeah. The, I'll the, have the, another. The, the words to describe beer. Put it on his tab. I'll, I'll, I'll be at another. <laughs> yeah. But even the people, I think, Tasty, you're right, that even the, uh, those of us who, who think we know a lot about beer would still like the course. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. You, you, it, it's a little more focused, and, uh, and the people are there to learn. So that's yeah. uh, very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. The brew appreciation courses are part of our World of series. So we have World of Belgian beer, World of German beer, World of British beer, World of sour beer, um, and World of American craft beer. And uh, we're we're going to be bringing more online as uh, as the months progress. But um, we're looking to have a pretty extensive curriculum. And uh, during those, you know, we we actually taste a half dozen of the beers in a two-hour session, and we'll go through and give people a pretty good familiarization with all of the different facets of German or British or Belgian beer. So, okay. And and are those? Do you want to be on at any time? Just let us know, and we'd love to have you on as a guest. Oh, now be careful. Well, be careful what you ask for, Jeff. Yeah. You, you know, at, at, at any hour of the day, any one of us could be completely hammered. Let's just do it. Let's just get on there one day. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll have a brewery. How do you think we do this show you know? other than to completely hammer? <laughs> right. I have a question for these guys. Uh, no different. So, so now that you've been doing this uh, class for more than a year, year and a half or so, how many folks have, have taken the exam? It takes a while to get into it now, of course, but how many folks have taken the exam since you started your courses yeah oh i would uh, jeff maybe you could answer it better than me but i think it's in the hundreds nice yeah. oh i like that yeah and people come back to say hey thanks you know we really appreciated it uh we passed and you know did well on it so got a lot out of the class well done isn't that great feedback we get that on the show sometimes too just people like, especially the jamil show when he did all the styles right we get a lot of people yeah. just saying look what a great resource for uh, uh you know the bjcp exam and you kind of end i mean you guys didn't start this uh to get rich you started it because you love uh beer you know absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. a lot of passion driving it so right we, did- man, we've had fun doing it you know the whole idea it's about beer let's have some fun sure if they were doing it to get rich, they would have done it for wine. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a really tough exam, and people need help, and I think that's great that you guys can offer that resource for folks that, that don't have local ones, of course. You know. Well, it is a great resource. You can go to betterbeerscores.com right now and sign up for a class, and now uh, there are a lot of new and expanded courses over here on betterbeerscores.com. It's a new website. It's a new company, and um, uh, you know, better uh, prep series, um, uh, just new and improved everything over there on uh, betterbeerscores.com, so go for it, and um, they're much more organized than we are here at the BN. You can actually go sign up for a, a class and know when it's going to happen, uh, it sounds like you guys have reduced it uh, for the most part to a four or five week uh, course to really hammer home the information that people need to go and do well on the uh, BJCP, as well as uh, expand it over to just uh, beer education. So, yeah, beer education. Uh, yeah, and some of those are just one off two hour sessions. So, you know, you know, no multi week commitment or anything. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, Plus I love we're it. We're actually doing a 50% off for uh, BN listeners right now. So, Whoa. take a look. Oh, I love it! How do people uh, how do people uh, get that? Uh, I just posted it on the website uh, about fifteen minutes ago. So uh, if, you, if it's right on our homepage, it's fifty uh, percent off one of our couple of our beer, uh, world of beer and our brewing uh, sessions, world of uh, American craft beers and brewing sour beers. Oh, coming up! Our yeah. listeners will like that one. Good job. 
Well, yeah, that's a that's a Saturday morning session. We're going to talk all about brewing sour beers of different descriptions, and we usually uh, usually ends a pretty lively session. Okay, beautiful. And do they is there a coupon code to get the BN discount or? Absolutely. It's just right there. Uh, you just click the pay button, and you're off and running. It's already built in. It's already there. Just go all right, and check it out right now. It's listed on the homepage, betterbeerscores.com, and you can check it out. Well, I look forward to hearing more from you guys and finding out how the new and improved courses go for you, especially the expanded courses. Um, so, so keep us in the loop and let us know what's happening, will you? Absolutely, we'll get you. On, we'll get you into some of the sessions. Yeah, let us know about that. I think that uh, JP would be. You know, he's our. Uh, is he our only? No, Nate is no, too. Nate, Nate's higher than I am. Nate and JP are yes. both BJCP higher than certified. You. So they they yes, even meet your standards because you yeah. guys have to be high, highly qualified to teach these classes. Nate and I'll jump in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have it. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for uh, doing you, what guys. you do. Keep up the good work, uh, both Charlie and Jeff, and uh, keep us up to date on what's happening over there. Okay. Have a good one. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. There we go. Charlie and Jeff from Better Beer Scores. Uh, good dudes and uh, a good service they're providing. And we all know we need more BJCP judges. You know? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the National Homebrewers Conference is indicative of that every single year that uh, they're having to cap entries. And, and that's just as, uh, that's just one competition. Small local competitions, too, in particular. A lot of times they're looking for judges. Yeah. Can't find them. So, you know, more qualified, more experienced judges are always a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, go to betterbeerscores.com right now and uh, check it out. So, here's what we have uh, left to do. Um, what is it? We've got uh, Twitter game. Yes, we do have up. Twitter game. Uh, we could do some Drunk of the Week. We got, uh, well, I think the Beave is breastfeeding somewhere right now. Oh, but yeah. in, a, in a few minutes, when she's done uh, draining those milk bombs. Did you see I, those bombs tonight? <laughs> see those things tonight? I didn't really see tonight. Oh. I, you know what I don't like about this new booth? She's way over in the corner, and she's behind Nathan's big stupid head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised so you I, haven't commented on those now. yet. I haven't seen her cleavage What's all night. Gigantic. Really? She's got them out there? I'll move oh, over yeah. to this side of the oh, desk. Yeah, you got to sit on the edge. Yep. Uh, I got to get her a, a higher seat also so that she's kind of up in the booth. And um, yeah. yeah. Why is my phone going nuts? I don't know. There we go. Um, yeah, you put her on a pedestal. Are they going to be smaller when she comes back, though, because she just <laughs> fed? Oh, let's play the game. Are they smaller? <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't get to play because I didn't see you them will, beforehand. But oh, you I guys know. can play. Yeah. All right. She had. A, she seriously had Beyonce's butt on her chest. Really? Yeah. It's pretty good. God, how did I miss that? Well, I might just be slipping. Usually, <laughs> you could put the Berlin Wall in between me and her, and I'd still see those things. You might be a little manway, dude. No manway. <laughs> Is that what's going on? Sam could give it the field test and let us know if they're really smaller. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this then. Let's take a quick break, and oh, wow. when, when we come back, yeah. we'll uh, we'll play. Are they smaller? Okay. We're also going to play the Olympic name game, okay. which we'll need some callers for. Okay. And uh, I'm sure we got some good prizes to give away for that. Yeah, we do. And then we'll do drunk of the week, and um, we'll get out of here. Okay. Does all that work for everybody in the room? Yeah, sounds great. Yep. You know, all right. You know, I don't really care about the answer to that question. No, of course right? not. I'm just uh, just thought I'd check in to be nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> so kind. All right, it's the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back with some good stuff. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This- 
this summer, Reed Antis from New York won fully paid tuition to the 2012 World Brewing Academy Concise Course in Brewing Technology thanks to Lalamon and Dansar and their 2012 Beer School Contest. It was so much fun, they're doing it again. Announcing Danstar's Beer School 2013 Contest from now until December 13th, 2012. Every time you use Lalamond or Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast, your empty packet is your entry for a chance to win a professional brewing course. In the Beer School 2013 Contest, Lalamond will sponsor two lucky winners, one professional brewer and one home brewer in a random drawing for fully paid tuition to the 2013 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth nearly $4,000. This course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Get your official entry form and rules at danstaryeast.com. Get brewing with the dry yeast advantage from Lollamond and Danstar. Visit danstaryeast.com. When Michael Fairbrother started moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I 70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build your own six pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com 
Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar know. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. The Brewcasters are back. It Son, welcome back to the program. This portion of the show, which is going to be a hell of a fun portion of the show, is brought hell to you by our friend Stu Stewart at Belgian Beer Me. Beer tours offering six tours to beer paradise each year. Belgian beer! Someone has to drink it. Visit BelgianBeerMe.com for a complete list of tours and details. Also, be sure to like Belgian Beer Me on Facebook for the latest tour news and images. Yeah, Stu's a good dude, uh, and that sounds like a uh, heck of a good time over at Belgian uh, Beer Tours. BelgianBeerMe.com. All right, uh, here's what we're going to do. We've got a few things to get through here at the end. Of course, we've got Drunk of the Week, uh, so we'll start taking your phone calls for that now. We're also going to play the Olympic name game, and as soon as Bevo is done feeding, we're going to play Are They Smaller, uh, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. A viral hit. Do, no, you, no pun intended. do you use both um, boobs when feeding? I think it's one. It's just one at a time. So it might be... Uh, is oh, it's, both. Is, Sam, I'm getting the signal of two. Oh, Sam sends oh, two. He says two love. So we can't... It is Are They Smaller, then. So that's good. Is that a Nathan Smith beer you're pouring? Yeah, and you know, for once, that long, I can tell because it has a shitty label on it. Silky-haired asshole has brewed a session ale. It's, a, uh, artistic, it's artistic. Oh, it's Arti- art- artisanal. 3.3% ABV, 20 IBU. I would love to. Uh, you're right. Saison yeast, yeah. All right, so here's the deal with the Olympic name game. We'll take some callers for this one, and uh, basically, if uh, we're going to read you some name, actual names uh, from the Olympics. Some of them are actual, some of them are not, uh, of Olympic athletes. You have to tell us if it's a real name or a fake name. Oh. If, you get, if you get two out of three right, we'll send you a prize. So uh, we're not, you know, not a whole bunch of people on the line at once. We'll do you one at a time, and if you get two out of three right, we'll send you a prize. Sound good, Jippy? Sounds great. I love the things that you set out of your face hole. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, on the line right now to play the Olympic name game, we have Busted Brewing. Uh, Hello. What's happening, Busted? <laughs> what's up, guys? How are you, man? Oh, not too bad. Just drinking some beer listening to you guys. Atta boy. Fucking hammered. Sounds like a good Sunday to me. Yeah, I'm hammered right now. 
Are you drunk? Yeah, yeah I got a, drunk. got a nice big glass of shallow grape going, so. Ah, All right. nice. Good choice. Well done, sir. Heretic. All right, so here's the rules of the game, and if you didn't catch them, it's the Olympic name game. All you have to do is get two out of three right. I'm going to read you names of Olympic athletes. You have to tell me if they are real or fake. All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Let me drink a beer for this one real fast. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right. Two out of three, and uh, we'll send you a prize. So it, it should be easy enough, all right? It's like ten. Yeah. Well, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Busted, I'm going to give you your first name. Are you ready? All right, go ahead. Your first name is Sparkle McKnight. Real or fake? Sparkle McKnight. Brewer's Code, no Googling. Yeah, no Googling. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that one's fake. All right. Sparkle McKnight is an actual Olympic <laughs> athlete. Oh! Yeah. All right. Now you get the gist of yeah. the game right yeah. there. So yeah. now you know. No, they didn't. It can be different. Give him five sure a chance, did they? <laughs> no. All right. Give you another one. Real or fake? Lauren Slambone. Okay. Again, that one just sounds fake. You are correct. That no! one's fake. That one's fake. All right. He's one and one. You if never you, really know, though. <laughs> if you get the next one right, uh, then uh, you win. That's all you got to do. Well, uh, JP, right. we'll send you a prize. If you get it wrong, you're out. Are you ready? Okay. I wish my yep, last name Slam Bone. <laughs> so do I. JP Slam Bone. <laughs> you would be in the wrong business. Yeah, I would. All right. Here we go. I think I am. Dong Dong. Dong dong. Oh man. Well. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It must be real, I think. Real or fake? Dong, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that one's real. It's real! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dong dong is an actual Olympic athlete. Yeah. That poor fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Busted Brewing, you've won yourself a prize of some kind. Send email to uh, JP. Just one email. Send email. Uh, JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he'll right. get you a prize, brother. All right, thanks, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for playing. That guy got his wish. He's got two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Blobber wants to play. Should we ha- Should we let him play? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. Then we yeah. have to ship to Canada. Uh, assuming he'll Let's get a ride. Let's make him lose. Hey, Bloob, yeah. Bloob. What's happening, man? Hey, guys. Doing good. How are you guys? Hi. Good, Hi. good. All right, you want to play the Olympic name game? Yes. Sure. You know the rules? Well, I can't do the I can't do the long pee right now, can I? No, no long pee. The long no. pee has to wait. Just go in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yes. Two out of three gets you a win. Victoria Poon. I want it to be real. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, Shit, uh, I, I, my, my, my first instinct is it's real, so I'm going to say yes. It's real. Wow. <laughs> Woo! There was What's a phone number. There was a Victoria <laughs> Poon in the uh, 2012 Olympics. Oh, JP, oh. you did a wonderful job in oh, this game. Thank you. Uh, okay, are you ready? Yeah. You suck, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Three names. It's, real. it's three names. You suck, Kim. I didn't. I didn't watch one minute of the Olympics, but I saw a picture of you suck, Kim. 
So you're so saying, I'm saying real. You're absolutely right. correct. You're a winner, brother. Nice. That's real. All right. Are you ready? No, he already yeah. won. Oh, he did get two out of three. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You're a winner, Blubber. Look at you. I want to hear the third one. I want to hear the third one. No, no I don't want to waste him. I got to yeah. save him for other people. You did a great job. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of something because I don't want to ship it to you. Yeah, you know the deal. Send JP an email and you, sir, are a winner today. Thank you. Send him a picture <laughs> of your balls or something, probably, JP. Thanks, yeah. Bob. Thanks, brother. Oh, he can't I'll win, all right, uh, let's go to Dave from Pennsylvania. Hey, Dave, what's happening, man? Dave's not here, man. How's it going? I'm here. That's no. good, buddy. Uh, all right, you know the rules? Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Best. You just got to get two out of three. Got two winners so far. That's right. Can you be the third? Robert sucks. <laughs> what? Robert sucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. That's real. That one's fake. No! Ooh, that one's fake. All right. That was tricky. That's yeah. to keep people honest. Yeah. Right, also here. tricky to rock a rhyme on time. Here we go. Your next one is... Seaman Antonov. <laughs> Seaman Antonov. Real or fake? Oh, man. That's real. Yeah, it's real. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. There is a Seaman Antonov. That's true. That's true. Fucking awful. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. German Sanchez Sanchez. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> German Sanchez Sanchez. Real or fake? Uh, Real. Yep, that's oh, a real one, too. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. This game's not that good. That Everyone's winning. To, we might have to go three out of five uh, to make it tough next yeah. time in four that years. Was, that was too strange to be fake. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. All right, <laughs> send JP an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, brother. You'll get, an e- uh, you'll get, you'll get a press. Man. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to email back. <laughs> You're going to email back. Uh, all right, I got a Skyper who Skyped in. Maybe they want to play Swazi Pete is on the line. Skyper? I don't even know him. Swazi, what's happening? Hello. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey. You, you calling to play the Olympic name game? Or are you calling uh, in for I'm Drunk the... of the Week? Uh, name game? He's like, I got the wrong number. I think he wanted name game. Are you there? Uh, we might be cutting out. You oh. got you got me, Swazi Pete? Uh, I, think he just, I think he was just whipping his dog. <laughs> that clicking? You hear that? I think he's going to kill he's himself like, on the air. He's loading one, loading right he's trying to, he's he's like, he's got one in the up. chamber. Are you there, Swazi P? <laughs> All right, there he is. Are you going to play the name game? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, where are you from? Uh, Swazi. Swaziland. See? Mm-hmm. Where's Swaziland? Africa. South Africa? Yeah, Africa. Really? He was clicking. Fuck, I'm yeah. awesome. Is that why his connection is so shitty? He's he got was like communicating a, like Terrence. There's like a little distended <laughs> belly click, click, click. kid on the bike, like yeah. running to keep his electricity going. Look, do not stop. All right, Swazi Pete. Here we go. Uh, all you got to do is get two out of three right. Is that a real name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he's gonna be from Idaho or something. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Honey Pie Simmons. Honey pie. Honey pie Simmons, real or fake? Yeah, well, where I come from, it might be real. Um, <laughs> nah, that's fake. 
You're right. That's oh. a fake name. That's a fake name. <laughs> I thought for sure. Yeah, me too. I thought we were going to get him on that one. Actually, Honey pie slam bone. <laughs> <laughs> on your tits. That's okay. real. All right. Quentin Bigot. Quentin Bigot. Okay, that's real. Yeah, it's wow. real. Damn it. Poor bastard. <laughs> Why is he giving it away? I need to, to I craft have a winner. Yeah. Yeah, he won already. He won. Swazi Pete, you're a winner. Do you have to hey, ship to sweet. South Africa now? I don't know. We'll yep. figure something out. Yeah, send JP an email, my brother, and you'll get a prize of some kind. Oh, yeah, okay. Cheers. Take care. Thanks. <laughs> All right, cheers. There you go, Swazi Pete. Man, I, I thought these were tougher than that. I thought so, too, but apparently not. Uh, let's have Moscow play. Can you see which ones are real or fake from there? Yeah. You already know. Who can't see? Code. I don't know. Code can't see. Yeah, All right, okay. Code, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's get Warren in here. He can't see. And I know, hey, Code, have you watched the Olympics at all? No, not Heard about at the your, Olympics? At your place a little bit. Okay. Destiny Hooker. I think that's real. That is real. Yeah. Women's volleyball. She's a star. She's US, a women's volleyball yeah. star. She's my favorite, my oh, favorite athlete. She's the best athlete. <laughs> she's hot, too. Yep. All right. Hulk. 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 No, not real. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, oh. real. Weightlifting or what? <laughs> I didn't I didn't it didn't say. Wow. Yeah. I should have put the Spider Man in there just to throw everyone off. I think he's that gymnastics with the ribbon. Hulk, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jolene DeHore. Jolene DeHore. Uh, that sounds real. I think it's real. That's real. Oh. <gasps> Damn it. Well, that's good. I want. I just want the fake ones to be real. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, there code you have one. It. <laughs> right, code, code one. Code one. Every, everybody wins. Was that it? On was the that Olympic game. JP, game. No, that's not all of them. No. But I just feel like it's boring if everybody wins. Yeah. JP, send me an email. You know, <laughs> I won. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Who made, no, that's up, too bad. who made up the fake names? I'm reading them from here. <laughs> Uh, JP, you want to hear some of the other ones? <laughs> the first one is Let's great. Hey, come on. All right. Fook yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Justin, that is real. That was one of the big ones. Um, here's another one. I really like this one. I wanted to use it. Uh, Bjorn Omnipus. <laughs> That's one of our fake ones. Uh, You're born on a puss, dude. And finally... Theo Dicksucker. <laughs> Come on, and man. I, I was just hoping that we'd get through so many real ones that yeah. sounded fucked up that Theo Dicksucker would get called a real one. <laughs> that was my personal favorite. All right, but look, there were some other real ones that are pretty good, too. There was a Jack Bauer, yes, which is a character from 24. Yeah, he's real. Uh, um, he's in a new show called Touch. There now. was an Imran Butt. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if I had only said it fast enough, it you know. Um, there was Yoshi take a shitter. No, that's really. I just, I, it's, that's it's, real. It's, it's Takashita. Take yeah, <laughs> I'm just being a white person. Uh, <laughs> but it says take a shitter. <laughs> hey, take a shitter. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, I like the Olympic name game, even though everybody won. Yeah. All right, let's play our other game today. Are they smaller? Uh, we've got Bevo back in the booth, and um, so I, I've been questioning. <laughs> I was. I didn't get to see them all day today because uh, Nate's stupid big head. So I can't even judge. But now that you fed, do you feed from both boobs or just one boob at a time? Both boobs. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we want to know if they're smaller now. They are. They can we? 
Do me a favor, take Code's uh, spot. <laughs> Just come sit over yeah. at the camera. Let's let Code answer the phone to the rest of I can answer the phone. So, but how can how can we play our? You don't have to show them to us. Just the way you came in. That's all. You don't have to take your shirt off. Just the way you came in. Well, actually, I think the r- new rules <laughs> <laughs> to prevent doping. Can we just rem- can we just remove the sweater a little bit so that they can judge and we can play? Are they smaller? No. Well, at least just stand up. <laughs> it's and how then you we can came see the in. Outline. You dressed this way. We didn't ask you to. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. They're just going to judge by the cleavage that you've chosen to bear if yeah. they're smaller or not. God did the same thing earlier today. It's <laughs> all right. He was like, we've already no all lost this game. Mm. They are, in fact, smaller. That's no fun. That's mm. <laughs> but the chat room wants to know if Abigail prefers one flavor over the other. Really? really? Huh. Why? I don't understand. What would the preference be? It's conservative. <laughs> She's a Republican baby. It's not interesting at all, but I'm right-handed, so I offer that more, and so it produces more. Talk into the thing. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. It no, produces more milk. Back up 20 yards. I, uh, I, prefer, I prefer that side. So I see. When she was little, it, I offered that side more, and now lefty is... Just a natural why thing. why righty is bigger than lefty, because lefty... So do you, why don't you... Oh, I see. <clears throat> why don't you feed lefty to Sam so you could even out? <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, to help. I, I, I will say that they do, yes, indeed, look smaller. They do? Yes. So they are smaller. Yeah, they're not as big. Wow. By how, like, Bevo, how, much, how much smaller would you say? I mean, how do you even know? I'd say by 10%. Yeah. It, t- it takes wow. a very subtle eye. Maybe 5%. It's like it's not, yeah. How many ounces of milk come out in a feeding? Uh, three from righty and one and a half from lefty. Really? It's like four ounces at a time. Depends upon how long I wait, but usually it's every three hours. That's about what I get. That's like is that is how much beer is in my glass right here? That's probably about three, three ounces. ounces. Yeah. yeah, one ounce. So it's more than that. Yeah. No wonder your baby's so fat. That's a lot of milk. <laughs> well, this is the high test yeah. stuff too, man. It's full of fat. <laughs> right. Yep. Imagine if that milk was just you know, if that beer was made with tons of gorditas mm. and bell beefers. <laughs> gorditas or bell beefers, you douche. Uh-huh. Well, you would. You eat Wendy's and uh, McDonald's because the square patty is healthier. Be uh, wants a sweet baby. <laughs> Whatever. All right, we're going to do the Twitter game right now, but I want to hear from uh, Drunk of the Week because we're getting out of here. So, 888-401-BEER right now if you want to call in for Drunk of the Week. Uh, We do have a call screener this week, so I don't want to hear any complaints. Uh, We can do an official game of DOTW, 888-401-BEER. Call Beaver right now, and we'll get it done. Beaver. Um, All right, how are we doing on the... uh, What was the Twitter game today? The Twitter game uh, was asking, if you were an inventor, what would you invent? And we actually got quite a, a number of funny ones. So I kind of want to just have you indulge me. Sure. We don't like to have a lot of them, but uh, they were pretty good. This is one of the better games. Okay. Um, So just right off the bat, tell me that you hate it or you love it, and we'll move on. Uh, Kyle Schmidt says, I would invent more lunch meat. Hate it. Okay, me too. Um, James Powell, an automatic invention machine giving me more time to drink since it's doing all the inventing. I hate it. Okay. Uh, disaster Brew, a test to figure out what's wrong with Blobber Glop. <laughs> kind of like it. All right. Eureka Brewer, a beer patch, similar to the patch for smokers, but for beer drinkers to help those continue the buzz while you sleep. Not only do I like it, but I round of applause. 
I like the beer patch. Uh, Secret Lab. I'd invent something really cool. It'd do stuff and things that are cool and make me a bunch of money. Hate it. Hate it. Oh, wow. Is Secret Lab JP? No. Uh. <laughs> Kidding me? Um, Scott, Scott Jake, it says, I would invent a perpetually cool-sided pillow. Seriously, best invention ever. Oh, serious. That is the best invention Wait, ever. Wait, oh, it's so... Oh. Perpetually cool-sided pillow. <laughs> Fat people like cool pillows? <laughs> I, I like this invention. That's a good yeah. invention. All right. Uh, Brad Brewing, the Bean Smell Orama, an attachment to your computer to get all the hop aroma, yeast ghosts, and female smells at home. From the studio? Yeah. Huh. As we all look at Bevo. They would be- female smells <laughs> is what <laughs> sold it to me. What are female smells? Uh, I think it's for- Bevo walking in and out. Is he like talking about her vajoon? Female smells, dude. Females have smells. <laughs> they do? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Bevo's smelling her own pits right now. No. How do they smell? Is it warm in the booth? It's a little warm in the booth. It's warm in the yeah, booth. We gave you that. We yeah. have air conditioning. You have a tiny fan. <laughs> yeah. And a door with no chance for circulation towards the door. Not at all. Wait till we close up the top with soundproofing this week. Awesome. Yeah. Bank in here. Yeah. All right. Um, Testes says a robot JP. It'll be just like the original JP, just less sad and more funny. Oh, I like that a lot. That's a great invention. Can we add on gay? Can you get a gay JP robot? He would that was a like given, that. I thought. That's inappropriate for both of you. Uh, Bitterpunk says a dumb law catcher. Every time a new dumb law is created, the creator gets automatically captured and kept in a cage. I figure you guys would like that. Like all the stupid laws that are out in the world, like uh, yeah. helmet laws, and you can't play tag and shit like that. I get it, but it's not a very realistic invention. <laughs> I thought we were not, looking... Not, not like the BN smell or wrong. <laughs> no, that's not realistic or at all. Or the JP robot right. that I really like. I took it off anyway, so fuck that. All right. Uh, Kids Too Tall says, I would invent a Bevo breastfeeding cam. Also a creeper. Yeah. yeah no. Um... I mean, it's been invented already. We just haven't put it up. Implemented? <laughs> so it's a no? Yeah. At least not that she knows about yet. Yeah. Look, the By only the way, person stopping me from breastfeeding right here in this room, all out and exposed, is Sam, because I could give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck I Sam, then. that person. Yeah, Sam. somebody go kill Sam. Yeah, go hang out with the Martians. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, uh, David Robinson says, something to shake my penis off for me after I pee. <laughs> if wow. it were a, if it were a home device and not a public restroom device, I could be into that. Uh, there is no preference. I mean, there is no. Um, you okay, know. I'll interpret it as a home device and go. say I like it. Sure. Okay, yeah. that's it. Especially because my penis needs extra shakes. Otherwise, I always walk out of the bathroom leaking down my leg. Mine too. And I think what it is is I'm too excited to leave the restroom because I don't. I don't even like feeling my penis, much less my girlfriend. So, so right. is it is it supposed to help you aim too, so you can walk in the bathroom without having to wash your hands? Like yeah, it, I guess it, you could. I you guess could it could be all encompassing. The whole thing hands free. If it, if it well, aimed and shook, that would be the deluxe model. I feel. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Upgrade yeah. extra yeah. cost. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. I think there's an Android app for that peeing. <laughs> there must be. All right. Listen so, to how it sounds. It's not sounding right. It tells you to. Put it I'm back. not seeing any drug of the week call, so I guess we're not doing DOTW this week, which is fine by me because I'm yeah, ready to yeah, go to Creek yeah, Monkey and have right. a beer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what are our finalists for Twitter? Uh, you can busy it up, Beef. Well, uh, figure out what's wrong with Blobber Glop, uh, a beer patch similar to the patch for smokers, uh, a perpetually cool sided pillow, the BN Smell Arama, a robot JP, and something to shake my penis off for me. I like Robot JP, Penis Shaker, and Cold Pillow. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody else have a preference they want to put in the finals? <clears throat> no, I, I wouldn't add any any other to, no. the, to the finals. Okay. Okay. So we're voting on those three. Um, uh, what what did I just say? Uh, penis shaker, mm-hmm. pillow. Shut up, code. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, don't rain on his parade. <laughs> okay, sorry. And uh, robot JP. Yeah. All right. Uh, raise your hands if it's the penis shaker. Hmm. I oh. saw my own reflection in the glass. I thought Bevo was. <laughs> I thought she was with me on the penis shaker. I was like, "That's my girl." You thought she was paying attention, but she's not with me. It's yeah. only JP's with me. She's going to shake him herself, as Uh Oops, that's two votes up there. Okay, uh, the cold-sided pillow. Oh, in Moscow, they could call it the chillo. Couple votes there from the fat kids. Oh, please! And, uh, <laughs> I've graduated from that title. Wow! Uh, and finally, uh, the robot JP. Yeah, I think I like that. One. Ah, that's got the most votes. Robot JP. Yeah. Yeah. All right, testies. Uh, you know, give me your email information and things. Right. All right, hey, don't forget to sign up for the American Homebrewers Association. It's a great organization. If for nothing else, you get a fantastic mag- uh, magazine in Zymergy. Plus, if you're a techie like Code is, you get the eZymergy, which, as one of our guys in feedback mentioned, not only the current edition is avail- available digitally, but uh, past editions all the way back to 2008. And I happen to know for a fact that they're working on even adding more of the past editions, which is really cool. Like, it, you know, I'm a, 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 I am like Wired Magazine and a couple of these mags. Mm. They don't make it easy to get past uh, editions. Like if no. someone mentions to you, like, "Hey, did you see that great thing in that one magazine?" No. It's not very easy to go back and be able to read about it. But the AHA does that for you by posting their back issues. And in homebrewing, it's really kind of the perfect fit because I they agree. do so many different topics about recipes or gadget uh, 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 issues and mm-hmm. things like that. So being able to pull that stuff up is pretty rad. You can sign up through the Brewing Network right now by clicking the AHA logo on the homepage. That's the way you do it now. You don't. Go to our store. Just click the AHA logo on the homepage, and uh, it makes it real easy. You can do it all digitally, and they send you. You can also um, uh, renew your membership through that same link. Just put in your existing member number, and we get credit for all that too. But you really, uh, regardless of the Brewing Network, if you're a home brewer and a beer lover, you should be a member of the American Home Brewers Hell Association. Yeah. So, what do we do with all those uh, AHA membership cards we have downstairs? Well, we actually do still sell it in the store. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling people that, it, that really the easy way to do it is just to click the link on the homepage. Ah. Uh, but you can do it in the store and then what happens is JP sends you a card and right. then you go online and register. Yeah. So it's just it's a bit redundant and it's going to take you more time. But if you for example needed to renew tonight because you're a procrastinator like me mm-hmm. and you didn't uh, renew before your subscription was about to run out, you can just click the AHA link on the homepage and do it right now. And you'll actually get it. I mean, you know, if you order one from our, our store, you might get a glass instead or some shit like that. Right, right. And then you'll go, how do I return it? And I'll never email you back. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that happen. Uh, <laughs> so you never know. Real talk. So, But join the AHA because it's just a, a great uh, organization. Um, you are. Are we on the air next week? Yeah, we got uh, Brooklyn Brewery on the air next week. That's a, it's a Monday show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me with the Monday. Night. I know, right? You, Bevo, told me that generally you can do it. I can do it, but I can't get here before six thirty, seven. Whatever. Why just leave. Just leave work early on. Yeah. They don't. You're not. You're hardly valuable at God your job. You. It's fine. I mean, you're. 
They don't work for God? Church. No. <laughs> Everybody thinks that Devo is, is a, a missionary. El Trashy on Sundays and goes to work for God on Monday. She works at an eye place that fixes eyes and shit. Well, yeah, but re- I mean, she's really just, it's just God working through her. <laughs> it's called Eyes for God. <laughs> yeah. It's called Glasses for Jesus. Yeah. Glasses for God, man. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Bebo. She's not amused. Uh, I thought you can you can find coming at six thirty is fine though. Uh, Mosky will uh, handle the chat room for a few minutes, and uh, we're happy to have you. So unhappy. You what do you, you what do you do? You work until six. I work until five, and then I have shitty traffic all the way from Berkeley to this piece of crap place. <laughs> I resent that. This is Martinez, land no. of the of opportunity. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I get off of work at five, and then I sit in shitty traffic till I get to this piece of crap. Place. <laughs> this little. Uh, oh, have wait, you, that was exactly the same. Have you seen the wonderful <laughs> antique shops lining Main Street? I do like the antique shops. Which that one? is American entrepreneurship at its best. No. It's not. <laughs> Have you seen Smoky D's Smoke House? Shit. Yeah, it is kind of Smokey overpriced. D's was closed. Yeah. It was close. Yeah, they don't open on Sundays I don't know what the deal is. or Mondays. No, who or would? Tuesdays close at three or Wednesday. <laughs> Everything's closed all the time in Martinez. Don't don't you know? Let's put you out. Yeah. You are. I mean, I no, built right. you your own office. Yeah, on rock and roll, no less. <laughs> I mean, show yeah. a little respect here. Yeah. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Can I have some curtains too, so I don't have to look jugly faces? Nope. No. That was. Uh, we're actually going to put you on a pedestal. We're going to raise you up. We're actually raising your chair. She's, <laughs> she's going to have a drum riser. Giving <laughs> <laughs> you. We she already has a little fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm separated by a barrier. Yeah, we prefer to call it a stripper stage. Yeah. <laughs> Bevo to the stage. Yeah. 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 Bevo. I got your pole. The pole is downstairs. It will be going in that corner, though. Um, which which is it's, it makes it unusable yeah, because the home. the corner is difficult. But yeah, just to make you feel at home again, and yeah. we'll give you a bottle of Lysol and your pole back, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> and your stripper stage to lift you up a little bit. All right, um, <laughs> which that will lift me up in turn. And some pasties. I think we can get out of here, right? Keep it legal. I think so. Run a nice place here. All right, so next week, uh, the great Garrett Oliver uh, back, wow. uh, back on the show. Next Monday. And one thing I did want to do, especially because the man uh, spends a lot of his own time uh, uh, fixing the BN for I me. I do. You're right, I do. And I appreciate my accolades. Uh, shout out to Code's wife oh. for letting him have an extra couple days to hang out with us after his work. Yeah, yeah. He was out here working, and then he got to stay in on a Good Sunday night to come do the show. We got to hang out with him last night with Doc a little bit, and uh, so thanks to the Code wife. Thank you, sweet Darla, for being uh, a cool broad. All right, JP. What? Get us out of oh, here, shit. will you? <clears throat> Are you not ready for that? No, I'm ready. All right, we'll see you on uh, Monday with Garrett Oliver. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. If you're all over that Twitter thing, check out Major Jit for insight into an eroding psyche. Also, Scott the Jew has some art for sale. Follow him at Moscow Paints for slim to no info on the subject. For some good beer info, insight, and homebrew info, follow our golden-haired buddy Nate at Nathan Homebrew. And you can be hip and with it by getting all the latest information on Nate's band Brain Oil by going to brainoil.com. The Trophy Fire's new album titled Modern Hearts is available now at graydayrecords.com. Pick that up and support our friend and yours, Mr. Adam Small Penis Schumann. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest BN merch, including our brand new IPA ingredient kit for sale. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby.
Discussions of my sky and wind 